Hey. hey everybody, it's the Boy Hattie Podcast. I'm Annie. I'm Bill. We're talking to you on March 16th, which is a Smart? Sunday. Did you call it Smarch? Smarch 16th, which is a Sunday. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Bill. Isn't that until tomorrow? Wait, I have no idea. I'm a terrible Irish person. Yesterday was the Ides of March. It's the 17th, right? Yeah, you're Annie Maloney. I'm a terrible Irish person. Catholic girl named Annie Maloney has no idea when St. Patty's Day is. I thought it was on Friday, too. Um, and so my wife was like, better uh, wear green or your boss can pinch your vagina. And then she went on a pinch your vagina risk for the next 15 minutes. Pinch your vagina? I have no idea where that came okay, from. Okay, so I'm not allowed to talk about face fucking, but you can talk about pinched vagina. <laughs> Yes, Bill. It's funny how my wife can make jokes about sexual things, and it doesn't offend me as much as it does with you do, Bill. It's astonishing. <sighs> Anyways, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I had an okay week. Very busy. How about you, my friend? You spent all week playing Endless Girls. No, I didn't. The beta just started on Friday. I was busy. How long does the beta go to? Uh, it ends today. <sighs> Is it free? If you got in, yeah. Wait, what? If you got in. Yeah, if you, like, applied to be part of the Sorry, beta. Annie's drinking. Yeah. Yeah. What are you drinking, milk? I am drinking a nutrition breakfast drink. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just got silent. This is already a terrible start to the podcast where I'm just silently watching you drink a Either milk talking milk. about Facebooking or watching me drink my breakfast drink. Yeah, after... well, I, yeah, I the can't talk about it. I have to be today. quiet while Annie just drinks her, her drink. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, baby. Mama's got to drink a juice. Bill, don't say anything offensive. i got to drink my drink. Hold on. <laughs> well, uh, if you're going to... Yeah, I'm going to eat my Agata oatmeal cookie while you're doing that shit. You can. We're going to drive Grumpy Turtle crazy this week. <laughs> so, no. Uh, yeah, the beta ends today. I think this is the last beta before launch. What's interesting about when this one is... Come out? Uh, April 14th, I want to say. So April you like 4th? enough you're going to buy it? Well, you know, I'm thinking about it, but here are my two uh, my my two points of hesitance on it. One, the game costs $60 up front, and that includes a month of gameplay, but then it's $15 a month. I can't month. believe that, that. This must be the last MMO ever that's ever going to charge $15 a month for their bullshit. That's Ooh. ridiculous. If it was $30 a month, I had no idea they were charging the full $60 plus. That is fucking crazy. And the thing is, is that uh, I want to play it with my wife. So that's $120 um, uh, up front, plus $30 a month. Do you have two computers that can handle the game? Oh, yeah. I play it here, and my wife plays it uh, right behind me. Yeah, right there. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But, uh, so it's like that on Saturday Night Live where they had that toilet, that where it's it's two toilets merged together so people can poop together no matter what. <laughs> You know, my wife and I, we have two bathrooms that are back-to-back, -back, and so the toilets are back-to-back, -back, just with a wall in between. We talk a lot about how we're going to cut a hole in it so we can hold hands while we poop. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys do that. You guys own your home. There's no reason why you can't do that. <laughs> There's literally no reason for us to not hand-holding like, hole in our wall. <laughs> why don't you just knock down the wall between the two bathrooms and install, like, uh, a, a pair of computer uh stations like right there facing each like 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 back to back and you just move to uh, the toilets 90 degrees so they're facing each other and so you guys can just you guys never have to be apart you just poop right there never even have to get up this is my fantasy yeah knock down the wall between our two bathrooms 
And our two medium-sized bathrooms make one giant bathroom, put in two clawfoot tubs, two uh, televisions, and two uh, consoles. So, and then waterproof controllers, so we can play in the tub together. And why not just blow up the house, dig a pit, and that's where you guys can live? So it's just one large, not even a room, but just a hole that you guys can never not not be not looking at each other. There's that's, no right angles, no walls to hide behind. That's kind of the. I mean, that's kind of what we got going on anyway. So. Uh, anyway, Bill, how you doing, pal? I'm doing fine. I I am right. I am huffing. Well, not huffing, but man, if I'm a little lightheaded or acting a little extra stupid today, it's because I have been spending uh, the weekend putting together a Star Wars snowspeeder model kit from the oh, Empire yeah? Strikes Back. Uh, it's been goddamn fun times. Well, I, I mentioned last week about how uh, my friend and housemate Joshin he has suddenly uh, gotten back into model building, mm-hmm. and a result of him getting back into model building, he's gotten me back into model building. And a couple of years ago, yeah, he bought me a vintage Star Wars Empire Strikes Back snowspeeder model that actually is from 1980. It is like a 34-year-old or however long it's been since 19 – wait, what year is it? Is it? Yeah, it's 34 years. Oh, my God. It's been 34 years since the Empire Strikes Back came out. Like uh, 34-year-old Empire Strikes Back model that – actually, it's the model for like an, uh, for such an ancient model, better part of a half century old. Like all the decals still work. Like you can still soak them in water and apply them to plastic, and they haven't like rotted away or anything. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I'm about halfway done building the model. Hopefully, I think I might be able to get more or less finished tonight. Maybe not all the paint and stuff will be done, but the, the basic wow. – so that's been uh, that's how I decided to I just I've been working a lot lately, so I decided to take a essentially a staycation at home. Uh, sure. Explicitly try not to do work, but uh, just building this model, which is funny because this also happens to be the first legitimate springtime weekend here in Portland. Oh yeah. I'm in the basement building a Star Wars model. It's been absolutely beautiful out, but yeah. you're missing out. You worked yesterday, right? Uh, no. I'm a Monday through Friday person. Oh, yeah, that's right. So what did you do? Did you uh, get out and enjoy the nice weather? I met some friends. We went out to breakfast and wandered around outside a little bit. Then I came home and played Elder Scrolls <laughs> until my friend came over and we watched, uh, a different friend came over and we watched uh, Lost Girl. Did, uh, was Foley at work? No, her, she has a uh, Friday, Saturday off, so it's our day. Oh, okay, together. cool. So you guys were able to hang out. Um... But yeah, no, okay, that's cool. I'm like, no, and like I said, I spent uh, all day yesterday in a closed basement. I think I'm dying from the fumes. All this paint thinner, and I'm using enamel paints or and and enamel paint thinner, which is especially smelly and toxic. But man, building models is fun. Have you ever built a model in your life? I built a lot of Legos and Playmobil. I know that does not count. No, I mean it's a similar experience. Actually, Lego and Playmobil is better because you don't have to worry about paint. Paint right. is kind of the big – like, it's it's not so bad actually building the model, but actually painting and detailing. That's where you can easily fuck things up and spill paint and, yeah, you got the fumes and everything right. like that. Yeah, that, that that's – that's that's and that's also the mo- most expensive part because then you have to buy, like, shitloads of tiny little bottles of paint and all the supplies and sandpaper and all that stuff. But, yeah, man. Um, which is funny because looking at uh, – just because we have gotten into model building here in the house – I've been looking at models and stuff online. It seems like uh, in order to coax people into building models, I guess I guess not many kids build uh, models of stuff these days. In order to coax kids what? into building models, uh, most models seem to come pre-painted and pre-detailed uh, these days. Aww. Which, I mean, you could buy, like, snap-together kits and stuff back in the old days. And, but these these I've seen some models that are pretty much just a toy, essentially, that you put together, and then you call it a model. But, yeah. I'm going Kids today, retro. man. Kids really? today. Yeah. So yeah, it's 
uh, technically this weekend that's all I've been doing. What I do this week? What I do this week? I started watching Ernest and Celestine last night. Oh yeah, uh, that is a goddamn go cute movie. I would watch a full ticket price to go see it. Wait, I'm gonna go see if it's actually showing in theaters here in Portland. Uh, <laughs> it's Bill was referring to a really really cute French animated film uh, about a uh, a bear and a mouse who become friends despite the fact that they live in extremely segregated cultures that fear and hate each other. <laughs> It's really good. It's really charming. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, I, I, I just got distracted because uh, Veronica Mars just emailed to tell me if, if if I go buy an iTunes version of that movie, they'll refund my money. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, Ernest and Celestine. Yeah, no. Um, I heard about it uh, just because it got nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture, for, for Best Animated Picture. And I'd seen clips and stuff, and it looked really, you know, cute. It looked kind of like very European because it's all watercolors and stuff like that. It looked very fanciful. But I didn't pay too much attention to it because – I don't know, just, you know, whatever, real life. Who because cares? you Who's hate joy. You hate Who gives a shit about this French foreign language movie about a bear and a mouse? Uh, but then, uh, just, yeah, enough people were like, oh my god, it's like one of the best animated movies ever. It's fantastic. And on a whim, yeah, I, I started checking out last night. That is a goddamn fucking cute movie. The best part is, so I'm watching it last night, and the first five minutes in, uh, there's a bit uh, with a little boy titty. Uh, not teddy bear, but just bear. And he's in his bedroom, and on he's got these posters on his wall. And one of them's like an Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom poster, except instead of uh, Harrison Ford, it's a bear with a whip, which cracked me up. Right next to that, there's a poster for a movie called A Town Called Panic, which is one of the funniest animated movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It's on Netflix here in the United States, so you can stream it. Uh, it's – I've – must have mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's this French animated movie about all these like little, um, like little uh, toy cowboys, little plastic uh, t- cowboys and Indians, and this horse that lived together, and they just go off on weird adventures. And so I was looking it up. It seemed to be that that seemed to be a weird thing to drop into that middle of that Ernest and Celestine movie. And I looked it up. Turns out the guys who directed this movie were the same guys who directed this town called Panic movie. Yeah. Which it's animated. It's funny, but it's completely different because, like I said, it's stop motion animated like little toys. As opposed to this is this is a hand drawn animated thing. But oh my god, this has suddenly become one of my favorite animation studios in the world. Despite the fact that I've only seen one and a half of their movies, I've seen a town called Panic. I've seen the first half of Ernest and Celestine. I and think I'm already ready. To, I'm ready. I'm already ready to call these guys the the French uh, Studio Ghibli just because these guys are fucking awesome. Well, I think it's the nature of French animation that it's less of a studio system and that oh, yeah, it's, yeah, more, it's like, more creator driven. Because there are a lot there are people involved who did Secret of Kells involved in this film too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man, that's a dream team. No matter no matter this uh, thing is good. Well, it's I also think... based off of. So anyway, I'm sorry. You were explaining what the movie is. Go ahead. <laughs> I went off, went off on a five minute tangent about a town, a town called Panic. Uh, no, it's it's really cute, beautiful movie. It's got this lovely, very thin, organic line work feel to it, and then like watercolor backgrounds. But the the coloring on the characters really coordinates nicely with the um, the coloring on the uh, uh, backgrounds and everything. It's just gorgeous and charming as all get out. I can't recommend it highly enough. I have to say, I am a, a bit of a uh what's the word uh hedon uh because i like going to see dubbed uh animated films just because then i can actually yeah well just in general i prefer a dub to a sub every time only because then i can actually watch the movie and not get distracted yeah yeah 
just reading what's going on. Um, so I'm really eager to see the dubbed version. It, but it's just absolutely beautiful, absolutely charming, wonderful music, very sweet, highly recommended. Uh, I would highly recommend not finding it in that dumpster and instead actually going and paying money to see it. But however you can. Wait, did you explain what the movie's actually about? Yes, Bill. That's how we started this conversation. It's about a mouse and a bear? Yes, Bill. Did you did you tell them that everyone dies in the end? The mouse yes. just the, the 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 bear just sits on the mouse and it's really well it's French so you know it's not gonna have a happy ending. So that's something that's really uplifting and then suddenly it's just like, oh. and then there's five minutes literally five minutes of silence and darkness before the credits even roll. I that I, that was a brave choice, because it's so funny. Then it gets, oh my, it's like it's 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 like the cartoon version of True Detective where you're just left like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. Annie's not having it this week. Annie's in a mood. Um, yeah. St. Patty's Day is the day Annie's Annie's sense of humor just 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 takes a fucking walk. Oh yeah. Um, it's St. Patrick's Day, Bill. That's exactly what it is. One of my favorite things about uh, Ernest and Celestine is actually just the animation. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, the animation on 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 the main uh, the 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 girl mouse is it, like I said, it's got the Studio Ghibli just attention to detail for how people move and specifically how kids move without it's not like rotoscope though but it's there's just lots of great little business of just how i have to see it it's it's, it's really interesting um it kind of yeah reminds me of the attention to detail that miyazaki uh pays to when he's animating kids because he's very specific about when he's animating kids that they act and kind of move just like real kids and sometimes they'll when they're like they'll just make little mistakes when they're moving and stuff like that and just have great little bits of character business as as they're manipulating objects and things and but yeah no it's it's funny it's a review i'll i'll actually have to finish the movie but yeah also yeah if 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 anything else uh if if people don't can't find a theater that's uh where they're playing Ernest and celestine nearby turn on netflix check out a town called panic oh shit so I don't know about you, your version that you found in an internet dumpster, but the version I had was a uh, someone had just just some schmo had done the subtitles, and there's a point where the bear does a a song and dance number, and the person tried desperately to translate the song until a certain point, and then in the subtitles it just reads, "Songs are too hard." Oh really? <laughs> <just> Stops. <laughs> I didn't see that. Well, that's the weird thing, like that. When you start looking at finding enough stuff in internet dumpsters, you realize that subtitles for films, like, yeah, like, there's websites devoted to just finding subtitle files that you can put into a movie when you're handbraking it. Uh, it's, yeah, so you kind of have your own choice of, of subtitles. And so, the, yeah, there's people like us who just will make homebrew subtitles for movies that you can find. Um, that's funny. That that's w- w- Were the subtitles okay aside from that, where they just kind of gave up? Oh, no, they were great, I thought. Yeah. It was a good time. I enjoyed every penny I paid for. <laughs> but no, I, I can't wait to go see it again in theaters. Like, it would just be absolutely fantastic. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm looking up my movie database to see. Because I, I will totally go pay to see this. I will pay I will pay two ticket prices. Oh, that's the other thing I did this week. I bought tickets to go see John Williams at the uh, Portland uh, Symphony Orchestra. Uh, was it next month? Oh, dude, I'm yeah, so excited next for month. you. What's that? I'm so excited for you. I got seat A1, the first seat. I am in the front row. Unfortunately, I'm not in the center, but I'm way off to the far left. I was going to say, A1 is not a desirable seat. 
<laughs> yeah, but at least they'll be close. <laughs> well, well, it's funny. It's one of those things where um, I guess Oregon Symphony uh, subscribers, people who already actively donate all the time to uh, the Oregon Symphony, they they had the first crack at all the seats. And so when the seats went live yesterday for for, for ticket buying, there was not much left. And there was like two front row tickets left. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get the front row. Even I'm going to be sitting off to the side. At least I'll be right there, like screaming suggestions for uh, melodies for whatever John Williams wants to write for the next Star Wars movie. <laughs> I'm glad you're using your time. Star Wars. I think the hero theme should be A, B, B, A, C, D. I really like that birds, joke, though. Uh, that, was, I that was a really good joke. <laughs> was that a year ago, Bioshock? When did Bioshock Infinite come out? Was that a year ago? I think so, yeah. Man, it's been a long year. Boy, howdy. And so, here we are still making jokes about the songbird killing people with a song. <laughs> That's a weird What's fucking... What's stuff, Kimosabi? <laughs> What's that? What's this wee stuff, Kimosabi? Uh, so what else? What else? Uh, I yeah, I watched Ernest and Celestine. It was a lot of fun. I also on Friday night is really exciting. The uh, Veronica Mars movie released, and mm-hmm. as a backer, I got to uh, uh, get day one uh, access to the film. Did you watch it, Bill? Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna. T- Mama's gonna talk about Bill does whatever. Yeah. No. Well, actually, no. Ernest and Celestine is not showing here in town, so we can't even, we can't even pretend that we actually paid to see it in the theater. Yeah, I didn't think the dubbed version was out yet. We're going to fucking jail. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I just Wait, really so, okay, so Veronica Mars is showing in town, which is rare because yes. it's not showing in many cities. It really is just showing at Living Room Theaters, Cinetopia. I'm gonna shout because this is only Portland specific information. What? So okay, so talk about Veronica Mars movie. So yeah, it's it's as we discussed at length in a prior podcast. It's a really limited released. Uh, release but uh yeah the veronica mars movie is very charming if you liked veronica mars it has all the essential nutrients that you desire it is fan service in the least obnoxious way i thought really you think so i thought it was fan service i mean it would be obnoxious to anyone who does not is not a fan of veronica mars but literally this wasn't for people who are not fans of veronica mars this was literally made for fans of veronica mars yeah you know, that's literally the context of this. I like Veronica Mars, and I've seen uh, at least, like, I've seen a big chunk of the show, and even I was like, wait, who, wait, wait what's going on? Like, huh? See, um, I disagree. I've only seen the first two seasons. I never made it through the third season. Well, even aside from that, the whole first half of the movie is just Veronica Mars bumping into people, and they're like, Veronica Mars? Veronica Mars? Oh, you remember me? I, I used to be a character on the show. Which, even aside, it's just a little bit, there, it, it, that's not even plot. It's not even story. It's just Veronica Mars, Veronica Mars, which is great fan service. But from if you just want to see a story told, like it takes a while for that goddamn story to start. Well, that's it's because... an ensemble show, and they went, know, they I bring know. back the ensemble. That's and it's they about back everybody though. Hey, spoilers from the show. Was Piz a character on the show? And I did I just forget about him, or is he a character created for? Uh, spo- uh, apologies to anyone who does not care about Veronica Mars. We're gonna get Veronica Mars heavy here for a second. But yeah, Piz is that a new guy? I have no idea. I didn't yeah. watch the third season. I the vibe I got was that he was new and that he was part of her new life. Yeah. Um, He's nice, was... but he's boring. I don't see how anyone could compete for her affections with Logan Eccles. See, the whole point is that he's the Baxter Bill. He's yeah, nice but Man, Logan, Logan Eccles mellowed out. I remember when he used to be the bad boy. Now he's just all officer and gentleman and then kind of sad because he accused of murder and that's well, it. Well, 
Bill, had you watched more of the show, you would have seen him mellow out over the course of the show. Well, no, that's the point of the character. But and like, he does even... also still get in fights, Bill. He's not like... There was a big fight scene with everyone wet and drenched in the yeah, movie. Yeah, which I appreciated. That was the fan service that I most appreciated. Uh, but yeah, no, it's still... It's, it's a fine movie. And again, I was a little disappointed the movie just kind of looks like an episode of the TV show. And the mystery is kind of abbreviated and not super interesting. Um, which, which is funny that I'm complaining about how... Uh, that like the first half of the movie is her just bumping into people and people going, oh, Veronica Mars. But it's, it's, the best stuff in that movie really is the character stuff. The plot, the uh-huh. history is not that interesting, but the character stuff is very cute. It's, I mean, that's a character ensemble thing. It's not, it's uh, like the fluffiest noir that's just an excuse to have these characters interact in this world. Yeah, and I think I would have, uh, the, all the, hey, it's Veronica Mars stuff would have gone down easier if the first uh, 20 minutes of the movie wasn't nothing, but, like, there's a shitload of product placement in that movie. Well, obviously, that's how the movie was paid for. Oh, I know, it's one of those things, but it's really, like, here's an entertainment weekly, here's everyone talking about how much they love Bud Light, you know, it's just, like... See, I thought it was all put in the context of the story. It was done about as well as you can, but, like, I don't, I don't believe in a heartbeat that Mac's favorite beer is Bud Light. And that everyone else's favorite beer is Bud. You know, it's a little bit like... Bill. Oh, Bill. Bill, is it hard for you to just like things? That's the vibe I, I get like from it. our friendship. I'm just saying it could be better. Oh, I paid Bill. for this movie. I, I, I'm just saying... I, I'm, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying I already recorded commentary and, and printed out the script with notes. I'm sending it to Rob Thomas tomorrow morning. Is your commentary just an hour and a half of fart noises? <laughs> And no, you're, you're, this you're Star Wars Why sound does it sound like Lego Frozen? Thing. Where's the snowman? I like that so much better than this. Oh, God. God help me. Oh, Bill. Here's the thing, Bill. I paid $100 so that more Veronica Mars could exist, so I could see my old long-lost friends, and well, I definitely got that. That's Did I think it was perfect? No, but I thought it was the best kind of fan service, and it was everything that I wanted from it. I just wish the movie, at least the the, the, the the opening chunk of it, could have been a little bit more accessible to non-hardcore Veronica Mars fans, if only because hopefully that would draw in enough extra people that would justify like another either another Veronica Mars movie or a miniseries or like just justify the creation of more Veronica Mars as it is it just kind of felt like well this will probably be the last chunk of Veronica Mars we're likely to get but at least even if that is it ends in a nice enough note it kind of wraps up the Veronica Mars story while also kind of setting the stage for another phase of her life it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the end of Serenity, where it kind of wraps up that thing and kind of I don't know. Where, where if this is the last chunk of live action Veronica Mars we ever see, I can live with that. That's cool. But, I mean, it was never going to be an accessible thing for not Veronica Mars fans. No, a not Veronica Mars fan is not going to go to the one of like two hundred theaters that this is in and see this movie. That was never going to happen. There's just it's it fans like 98,000 fans put up their money for more Veronica Mars. So he's not going to make it for someone but who's not familiar. When something with is resurrected Mars. as publicly as this has, you always hope that it's being it'll be done in a way that also facilitate it staying and not just being a one-off uh uh fluffing of the fans well the they've been trying Hmm. to make more veronica mars for years and have gotten close for years the only way it was ever going to happen was fans putting up the cash which they did and now you know what i have to say this uh they had the kickstarter they knocked that movie out in less than a year it was exactly what they promised they didn't fuck around 
just even while backing the Kickstarter, I was waiting for between uh, the backing of the Kickstarter and the movie actually coming out. I was waiting for them to come out and say, well, for some reason we couldn't get the whole cast or for some reason the financing on Warner Brothers end didn't work out. So really it's just going to be like a web miniseries as opposed to a whole movie. But no, yeah, no, I mean, the uh, somebody on Twitter mentioned this, but uh, yeah, movie Kickstarters. For everyone gruffing about how uh, Hollywood should not be fucking with Kickstarter, they tend to uh, – when big names get involved with Kickstarter, their movies tend to come out pretty goddamn soon and without too much fucking around compared to most other Kickstarters. So, uh, so But there are going to be more Veronica Mars books at the very least. Has he written Veronica Mars books? Uh, no. Rob Thomas is working <clears throat> with this ghostwriter who I hope is good – or excuse me, working with this other author. I know nothing of this woman. But yeah. he had – Bill, I'm going to talk for just a minute, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, he had a, originally his idea for the Veronica Mars movie that he was pitching back in the day that never came to fruition is going to come out in this book that will be Veronica's doing adventures, and then they're going to do some more. So that at least they were able to get a book deal going out of all this. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, anyway, Bill, what else? Uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, sorry, I was just reading uh, tweets directed at us. Um, I had something else to say about the Veronica Mars. Uh, so yeah, you you didn't have any problems downloading that shit. Uh, I just streamed it. No, oh, okay. I I I, I there were I know folks were having trouble with Flickster, which was the application that uh, they were able to do worldwide distribution through, and uh, I able didn't to even do bother. Worldwide distribution. That is such fucking bullshit. I didn't even bother trying to download the app. I just streamed it straight from on my laptop and then just pushed it to my TV. I cannot believe Warner Brothers used this project as the venue in which to try to push that Flickster bullshit onto people. That was the wrong did. fucking choice. Which, I mean, when they first announced the Kickstarter, I was wondering it – was, it was weird that they were suggesting that they would be able to send out digital copies of the movie uh, the same weekend that the movie would hit theaters. And I was wondering how that was going to work. I should have known that anticipated they were trying to use this ultraviolet flickster shit on people, but man, yeah, that, they, that's, that's, that's the other thing that sucks because uh, Rock and Mars movie comes out. It's actually good. Everyone loves it. And then Warner brothers fucks it up by distributing it. So fucking ham handedly that shitloads of people are pissed off. And yeah, like I said, we're right in the middle of the podcast and they just sent me a, a Send me a notice saying, hey, if I just want to buy the iTunes version on iTunes, they'll just reimburse me because they just realized they fucked up that badly. So, which I, I will say, at that. least they're doing that. Most companies wouldn't even bother doing that much. Yeah, they should have. And uh, just the, the excuse that, oh, we can only use Flixer. This is the only way we can make sure everyone can get a copy on day one without any issues. I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. You either. Uh, uh, just there's other ways around that, and it's just uh, that. I'm it's just shocked. The entire experience got spoiled by that kind of spin. I'm shocked um, that a large multinational corporation tried to spin this to their own game again. Especially a project that's been funded by Kickstarter. That's the other thing. If, if this uh, if something they they promised something to people that they try to turn into this marketing thing of hey, we want you to become a cog in the shitty shitty fucking online streaming service that barely works and no one uses because it's fucking terrible. Well, when, that, you, yeah, when we backed this, we did not back it. It promised a day one DRM-free direct download. No, and but I, most people seem to expect that they were at least going to get an iTunes code. Well, you can expect all you want. I, I also expected Logan Eccles to give me a back rub while I was watching the movie. That's what happened. Either. That's true, too. You said you're like, <laughs> I love how many people are a Logan Eccles fan despite that guy being a prick, which I shouldn't he's, be surprised, but yeah. He's, I he's, think he's cute. I, I'm not saying he's bad, but like, I don't know. 
He's he's got a heart of gold, Bill. He's got the Colin Firth thing where he looks at you and you just see his want and his desire through his eyes. You're like, I want Logan Eccles to look at me like that. It's the exact Man. same thing. Everyone got not old, but it's funny to see. It's it's the first. Everyone time got ever. hot. You shut hmm. your mouth. All What's those that? assholes are beautiful. Every I don't know. Last man Jack of them are beautiful. Mac looks like a souffle now. Are you seriously trying to tell me that Mac is not attractive? Are you really these, trying to make No, that's happen? what I'm saying. All these people are very cute. Like, no, it's it's no. really interesting to see these characters 10 years on because the first yes. thing after the uh, the movie was done, I went back and rewatched uh, the opening credits for the original show and I was like, "Oh man, everyone looks like a baby now after watching yeah. 2 hours of the Veronica Mars movie." Yeah. The TV show now looks like Veronica Mars the movie Muppet Babies. <laughs> Where it's like, "How yeah. is all these people are like now they're like 17 and this looks this is ooh but like it's funny to see all the characters as adults yeah yes they're all charming as hell i really i really enjoyed it and it really did feel like seeing old friends after all. i can't believe they murdered veronica mars's dad in the first five minutes of the movie that was fucked up <laughs> that's Billy, your he's still my favorite character i love that guy um man that's that's a great little universe i'm glad it came back though everything else aside all my bitch and everything like that it's it's an ultimate plus one in the universe that veronica mars is back Agreed. Yes. What else? So Bill, what else were you up to this week? Play some Dark Souls. Yeah, how, so the new Dark Souls came out? Yeah, uh, new Dark Souls. I only played a couple hours of it. I'm already, <laughs> I've already gotten killed by bosses left and right, falling off cliffs and, and, and things like that. Uh, and I be uh, beat the South Park The Stick of Truth last weekend. And Annie just walked away. And now Annie's just randomly wandering around her studio... Annie? I guess the podcast is over. Annie's done. She copped out. I'm done. Yes, I had to open some lines. Therefore, it meant I'm no longer interested in having this podcast anymore. So I was like, my opinion, bus, and you just get up and walk away. <laughs> because I thought you would talk for a second, Bill, that you could be an adult and carry the podcast. You usually aren't interested in my opinion. I thought I would utilize your bulldozing it's in a like mood today. Holy crap. Uh, what else? No, uh, I, so how I heard the art direction in Dark Souls 2 was a little different. Like, what's going on? Oh, like, kind of like the, everyone, are you talking about how people were complaining about how supposedly, like, the, the game looks worse than it did, like, in the initial trailers or, or? No, I just mean, like, the, I heard the art direction, like, the cut character design and the world design is a little different from the first Dark Souls. Oh, no, I hadn't heard anything about that. No, it looks exactly the same. It just likes more, like, you're a dude who is just charged with going to exp kill monsters in a castle. Um, as far as I know, like, it looks all, I, then again, I'm only a couple hours into the game, so I haven't seen that much, but it's, 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 it's funny that you and I spent, uh, most of our video game time this week playing as third-person medieval dudes, exploring a weird creature-filled medieval world, because, yeah. although Dark Souls is definitely skewed towards more of the, like, heavy metal album cover art version of fantasy medieval world uh but uh man there was this little well the last stage i got stuck in and is you're like in this like greek ruins with this huge starry sky and it looks beautiful for as much as people talk about how horrifying and grotesque dark souls can be like those games can be really beautiful even though they're like really low poly and not necessarily that great looking but they're atmospheric enough that yeah that carries a lot of those games yeah i always appreciate games that maybe don't have all the resources in the world but are still able to use those resources to get maximum impact. yeah that's dark souls do it too yeah and it's it's, it's kind of a shame because these games are fun but they're totally fun i mean that's that's the whole calling card of dark souls it's it's fun in the kind of like frustratingly difficult kind of way 
way. Sure. But it's 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 I'm I'm glad these games exist. They're they're, they're good times. And I even just bought the guide so I can figure out what the hell's going on in the game. Yeah. The game is <laughs> completely. That's another thing about Dark Souls is, is there's all kinds of things in those games where they they'll do shit and have items and whole game mechanics that they never explain to you that they expect people just to figure out it on their own, and tell each other online. That's the most appealing thing about Dark Souls is it fosters this feeling of community online because people are mutually... That's one of the things I wanted to buy this game at, at, at launch, too, because at launch with the Dark Souls game, uh, that's when everyone's trying to figure out what is what and where's this. And, and, right. uh, and like I said, I even bought the Dark Souls 2 guide. And when you start the game, they say, okay, you can choose your sex, you can choose your class, you can choose this, you and your, your uh, character creating... And one of the things they offer you, okay, now choose a gift. It's just a, a list of random items you can get scot-free start off the game with. Mm-hmm. And it's great because some of the some of the things are like a, a ring of life that gives you like 10% more health, which mm-hmm. or uh, other stuff is like a random like stuff that you could buy for cheap in the game, but they just offer like you know like 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 a health, like healing item, which is obviously a lot less valuable than actually having a, a ring of life that. You, Gives you permanently like ten ten uh, percent more health, uh, but like one of the other, like on the bottom of the list there's a like a lump of pre- uh, petrification, and all it says is this thing is petri- uh, it's a lump that's petrified. Maybe this will become in hand in later, and huh. later. And even in the guide, it doesn't tell you what it's for. There's nothing in the game. Everyone's trying to figure out what this lump of petrification does. Huh. And so it's just like one of those weird things. Like game, like you never see game designers. Go out of the way to be this archaic with, hey, go figure it out for yourself. That's kind of like not appealing at all to me, but kind of great. Exactly, it's one of those things where like I could totally understand why people like say fuck that to this to 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 this game, but it's just kind of appealing to like they have like a little bit of a I don't know like a treasure hunt, but I don't know let let letting people uh, gamers figure out stuff for themselves, which is. Yeah, that's that's I like that idea of a single player game still with a really strong sense of community. Yeah. Like that's kind of and fascinating. It seems to be designed that way intentionally. It's not because some games foster a sense of people trying to communicate with each other, to try to figure out how to get past stuff by accident because they're just badly designed by accident. Right. Right. But this is very specifically designed towards. I mean, this is also the game series that lets you leave notes so other people playing the game can also a benefit from your experience or let you troll them. Um, where you like, like you leave a note on the ground saying, "Oh, hey, hit like there's if you smash this wall, there's there's treasure there," or "Hey, if you jump off this cliff, you'll get a special thing." Bullshit, <laughs> you're gonna kill yourself. But yeah, no, it's it's and yeah, no, yeah, especially from uh, a game from Japan, it's 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 rare to see them embrace this community aspect, both offline and in the meta sense around the game. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I've only played two or three hours. But... So that I'm more talking about Dark Souls generically rather than yeah. specifically. Cosmically. Yeah, yeah and, and South Park Stick of Truth, that game, everyone's right, that game's only like 12 hours long, but holy shit, that game, game is goddamn fantastic. It's a shame you'll never play it, because as much as I think you'd be freaked out, and not freaked out, but like disgusted by the game, there are some fun parts in there that are, you never, you will never ever see in a video game again, it's so unique to that game. That's, I don't know. No, I, I like Obsidian, and I like I saw Jimmy and Conley play a little bit of it, of it, and it looks like fun, but I don't know, man. It's South Park. I just can't. Yeah. I don't want to play a game where the magic is farts. Just, just, that's, that's that is it. the stupidest part of the game, aside from the fact that it's all based off of fart humor, which who gives a shit about that? 
Um, the, also, the, at the, like I said, you control. I mentioned this week last week where the, the fart magic is controlled by weird archaic like thumbstick controls, mm-hmm. which are not explained very well in the game that are and are also hard to uh, remember. And so, yeah, just from uh, just conceptually and from a gameplay perspective, it's it's kind of like the one thing in the game that really they could have just done without. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and also the thing is that you can't create a female character, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, that does. We talked about this. We, it does make sense to me to have a game about kids that, and about boys who are pals. To not, it, it's a totally different dynamic to have a little girl. With we talked about this length, but yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it at least. I'm glad you got a sixty dollars worth. Oh man, I wish I, I wish I'd beaten it right before we recorded last week. Otherwise, more of it would have been fresh in my memory. Because right now, it's just a big blur of. I like I said, I've never laughed so hard at a game in my life. And 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 yeah, other other people like Tim Schafer and stuff. They they write funny games, but they rarely like laugh out loud funny like South Park is. And I don't know how much of the stuff. I don't know how much of the best bits from that game are ripped directly from the show. Because like I said, I've only seen so much of the show. I haven't watched South Park in like a good like you know like seven or eight years. But there's some. There's I can only I can't even talk about it with it, talk about it without spoiling it because the whole point of that game is discovering like fucking whacked out shit by yourself. Yes. But, I'm glad yeah. you had a good time. And I'm glad Obsidian made a game that wasn't so broken that you can't actually play it. Oh, yeah. I only had, like, one or two bugs. Which is funny you can say that, but, like, I didn't have any game-breaking bugs. Right. Um, still better than Assassin's Creed 3, so I can't complain too much. Yeah. But, yeah, if for some reason you ever really get bored, and for some reason your house catches fire and you've run out of 360 games, I will always have South Park to stick with. That's good to know, Bill. That's excellent to know. So, Bill, tell me about how Titanfall is treating you. Titanfall, it sure is a game that you are charged $60 for, and there's only five modes. Oh, seriously? I don't know, something about that game seems really slim, despite the fact that, like, Call of Duty and Halo and stuff, they'll charge 60 bucks, and really, those games don't necessarily have any less multiplayer uh, stuff, but something about the fact that there is no campaign. Despite the fact that, like, I mean, Halo games, I've, I really played the campaigns the hell out of. Uh, but more specifically speaking to Call of Duty, uh, I, the only Call of Duty campaign I ever beat was Call of Duty 4. So I haven't actually even beaten the whole uh, Call of Duty campaign in, in the better part of a decade. But yeah, something about, about the fact that there is no campaign in this game really is kind of a, I don't know, it just feels like 60 bucks is too much. Yeah. Despite the fact that the, and, and even if they had, they had more modes, uh, interesting modes in multiplayer, because multiplayer only has five modes, and three of those modes are just uh, different spins on just like deathmatch, just kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Um, and it's just like there's a like capture the or there's a king of the hill uh, mode, and I think there's something else, but it's not bad. It's just it's a little slight, especially uh, for more map packs and stuff. They're charging a twenty five dollars season pass, so really the full price of the game is eighty five dollars. So beyond the the slightness of it, did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, no, it's 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 a fun game. Um, I only uh, I've only had my first chance to play with a party. Uh, with the other night it was with a bunch of uh, player one podcast people, and that was fun. Um, I, don't know, I just need to play. I haven't played that much of it, which is funny because I can say that because I'm only a level 30 Titanfaller, um, and then there's, the level caps are 50, so I've already played more than halfway up to the point where like you have to like restart your character again. So it feels like I haven't played that much, even though I have, I guess, played a bunch. That's fun. It's just, I don't know. I, I think I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting at least more multiplayer modes and stuff out of this game. I mean, I kind of bought this game blindly, not really having paid too much attention to uh, the media about the game, other than knowing it was from the original creators of Call of Duty, and I like those games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not bad. You still get a giant robot and stuff. 
Yeah. It's funny to hang out with other people who haven't played it so much, and they're still trying to figure out like the mechanics of, like, oh, you can jump off a, on a robot's back and shoot it in the head, or you can yeah. do this, or like, eh, it's fun to teach the people that stuff. Yeah. That's a little. I mean, let's just make up and play first-person shooter. You guys would like would be welcome if you guys ever want to borrow the Xbox and, and and Titanfall and just check check it out for a while. It's just not anything I'm interested in, to be honest with you. For the matter, I, I don't know if would have to be do it too. Um, you know, I don't know if there's couch co-op on that. Probably, I, don't think I, I can't a imagine there would be. Yeah. yeah, it would. Is is that a game? Is that something that's kind of fallen out? Like the last Call of Duty, what did the when you guys played that? Did that have couch co-op? Uh, we didn't even try. I'm not okay. terribly interested. I mean, I don't like playing shooters really, mm-hmm. so it's just not anything that I'm interested in. But yeah, I hate to make it sound like I'm down on Titanfall. It's just a little. I don't know if this we're charging sixty bucks for multiplayer only. Uh, experiment has worked. It'll be. I I think whenever they get around announcing Titanfall later on. Like in the next year, uh, Titanfall Two is going to be way more interesting than the original Titanfall because, like I said, it's it's just a an experiment and seeing how much you can charge for just multiplayer mode. Not to say that I think they're going to suddenly like have a campaign mode in the next game, but I think the next whatever the multiplayer modes are in the next Titanfall, I'm I'm sure they're going to be way more robust than they are in this game. They they essentially just plucked out all the uh the 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 the, the four uh, the three or four most popular multiplayer modes from currently existing. Uh, first-person shooters, and just kind of turn that into a game by itself. But hopefully, in the future, they'll start coming up with their own distinct multiplayer stuff that's unique yeah. to this to, to Titanfall. Well, I'd be curious to see if they could just make a game that's like if they're not splitting their attention across two consoles. Well, that's the other thing too. Yeah, they were just able to work on next gen or whatever. If they could just keep all their eggs in that basket, how that would affect things? Although, <laughs> I mean. Well, it's it's funny how the game Titanfall in the 360 doesn't necessarily look that it doesn't look bad, but the frame rate gets kind of choppy. There's all kind of crazy fucking tearing in that game. And you'd think a game that was kind of designed with the 360 in mind would be the Xbox One would have less of a hard time rendering that. Yeah. Um suppose the game looks beautiful on on PC though. Um I'd be kind of curious to uh, check that out someday. I need to figure out how to use mouse and keyboard for first-person shooters on on PCs. That's that's what I'm I'm slowly realizing, yeah. especially now that consoles are dying. I think we're all if if, if we all want to keep on continue playing games in the future, at least in the course of the next decade, we'd all better get used to playing more stuff on PC. So, Bill, tell me about the Clone Wars. Uh, Clone Wars. Do you what did you do? Did you do nothing this week? I ta- I watched Veronica Mars. I watched Ernest and Celestine. Uh. I worked very hard. I, I had a big – there's big projects going on in work. Same reason why I didn't have much to talk about last week. I don't know a lot to touch about this week because I was very busy. I was working like 12 hours a day every day and then doing some work at home too. So I don't have much to say. Huh? Have you watched any Clone Wars? No, I have not. That's why I wanted to have Jimmy and Conley on to talk about it because they could actually have a dialogue with you. As yeah, they'd be welcome. Going, I mean, huh? I don't have much to say because I've only watched, watched like the first eight episodes, but I was kind of surprised how cute that is. It's a good, it just seems like a cute little show. And apparently the first season is awful. So if you kind of like the first season, boy, howdy, hold on to your pants, Bill. Yeah, and, and, and it's – I think it's – I mean there's not much to talk about plot-wise other than the story mechanic of – it is very super serialized. Stuff that happens in one episode continues into the next, and it keeps on continuing where I think the first eight episodes, at least of the first season, it's been essentially been telling one big, long, unbroken story, which is cool. Uh-huh. I don't know if they kind of do that throughout all five seasons where it really is just like boom, 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 like uh, just one giant five-season long 
like because like even like uh live action serialized shows like Battlestar Galactica or something like that that have they would take a break from the big season story arc to have one-off episodes about like, or like like Buffy the Vampire Slayer you would have uh, Monster of the Week episodes mixed in with the the, the stories that kind of continued that season's plot right or like x-files always had the monster of the week episodes that continued right. the, the, to offset all the episodes that continued the like the the, the black oil bullshit uh well this doesn't even do that every every episode seems to be something that continues the plot forward is kind of interesting and that totally plays into the whole uh saturday morning matinee serialized right uh, yeah uh show stuff that, that that kind of inspired the creation of star wars in the first place even to the point like every episode begins with previously on and does this whole it's almost like a legend of Korra. I think, in fact, actually, I think it's the same voice uh, voiceover guy from The Legend of Korra who's doing previous, uh, you know, doing, kind of doing the whole Smitty, like, last week on Korra, blah, 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 this happened, and, except this, you know, it's, it's, Anakin Skywalker, fuck the monkey, this week, he has to get his VD checked, he's getting a penicillin shot in his penis, from uh... Kumbi. So the one TV show I did watch this last week was uh, Lost Girl. I finally got all caught up in Lost yeah, Girl. Yeah, like, you were talking about you did so do some stuff that's not just nothing. The um, uh, I have a friend of mine who we wait until like four episodes of Lost Girl are queued up and get together and watch it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. That show is such a goof, yeah. but I, I do enjoy it. I thought this last season was really a lot of fun. However, tragically, it also did not end with the threesome between the Doctor, the Wolf, and the Succubus, so I don't even know. I gotta wait until they actually get canceled, then maybe... What are you talking about this last week? Because I thought last week you were disappointed that there was not a, uh, a three-way. I think I was just talking about Lost Girl in general. There you know? continues to not be a three-way. There's my three-girl lost That's girl. That's because I was asking who the succubus was, and I thought the cute girl was the succubus, and you said no. Yes, the protagonist is actually the succubus. Every episode starts with this information, though. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every episode. The opening every episode. Oh, okay, so the werewolf, it's the main hot guy, right? And the, the succubus. Is the Wait, who's the third person that you're hoping for? A, uh, uh... The doctor. The blonde doctor. Bill. There's a blonde doctor? Oh, and also, I would also accept Tamsin the Valkyrie. That would be acceptable to me. Wait, what's Tamsin? <sighs> no, I know you broke, the audio broke up. You said, oh, uh, the yeah. blonde, the blonde Valkyrie. Oh, really? Dyson's uh, sidekick. <laughs> yeah. I, we have those episodes in the house. I should watch that more often. Uh, that housemate, uh, Bahar upstairs is always watching that show. Oh, I thought she made you watch it with you, which is why I was giving you shit for not knowing anything. All right. Oh, no, I've watched episodes. It's cute. I, like, I've, I've, I've watched about uh, half a dozen episodes of that show, all scattered throughout different seasons. So all I know is, well, I know in this current season, who's the main character's name? Bo. Bo. She's been lost or kidnapped or whisked away and everyone's trying to find her. Close enough, yeah. I don't have to resolve that yet. Uh, ish. <laughs> yes, but there are complications. Yeah, but oh wait, how did how can they did her the lady who played that character did she get like a like contract dispute where she can only show up for like half the season that's why suddenly she like she's vanished. No, she's still on the show. They just show oh. her elsewhere. She's in. Well, didn't they place. do that with X Files? X Files decided that he didn't want to be a part of the show as much, and so they're like, "Oh, X Files got kidnapped. X Files has to go." That save was him. that was the la the end of the X Files. Yes. So is this the end of uh, Lost Girl? Contract yeah. disputes. Sorry, Bill. No. Oh man, what Jillian Anderson showed up on Lost Girl? Apparently, Jillian Anderson is on some show now with yeah. Hannibal. That's why she had to leave Hannibal. Oh, I didn't know that. And. It's funny because I saw something where Brian Fuller was like, we don't want to wish that other show ill will, but we'd really like it if Jillian Anderson would come back to our show full time some sooner than later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you watch Hannibal this week? No. 
No, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, you really were uh, busy with other stuff. It was a busy fucking week, man. Yeah, this week's episode of Hannibal was not that interesting. It was some more like court drama stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not about the eating people stuff, which is my mm-hmm. favorite part. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, That's why I don't trust your opinion on these things. <laughs> no, it wasn't because it was court drama. It was just like, if 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 you really just want to see, um, um, who's the main guy? Hugh Jackman. Hugh, not Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. Wolverine. If you just want to see him just looking very sad in court for 60 minutes, that's what you missed this week. And also, uh, Mads Mikkelsen just kind of staring back at him at court. Just kind of like... Mm. I'm glad I have something to look forward to this evening, friend. And then their, their lips start stretching out like a cartoon, and they're about to almost kiss. Oh. And then Alana Bloom's like, uh, Judge, I want to dismiss the trial. What are they doing? She's... Man, she's barely part of that show these days. I thought she was going to be a main character. Who? Wonderfalls. Oh, Carolina Bernard? She is yeah. a main character, but she's not, you know, she's... Where's her contract dispute? I want her to be, like, a major, like, actual, like, her boyfriend slash colleague is being convicted of eating a person, and she's just kind of, like, off in the corner going, eh, he's dreamy. And I'm like, oh, man, I want her to do stuff. Bill, what do you want her to do? Tell me. Tell I me about her, your pitch. I want her... No. I want her to go up. Uh, she's gonna testify on behalf of Will Graham. Uh-huh. She's like, you know, I have a special, I have a special uh, witness for the uh, for the defense. She and then she plops the lion. On them. Yeah, and she's like, I got a little form of wax lion, and he's gonna blow your fucking minds. And then suddenly the whole trial gets dismissed because ev- the whole un- whole world floats out about this talking wax lion. It's completely like, again, the show just completely changes instantly. Yeah, turns out she's undercover. Did they not have a Wonderfalls character show up on Hannibal? Yeah. It's yeah, in, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, yeah, how do, we, how do we know she's not her character from Wonderfalls? This is an excellent point, Bill. There's literally no way we can prove that it's not the same person. I just threw that out there. Uh, what else? <laughs> what else? Tell me about Cosmos, Bill. Man, did you see Cosmos? No. Yeah. Guess what? It's, it's about space, and it's about a black guy in a spaceship talking about space. Um, It was okay. There's these weird... Uh, reenactments about how the Catholic Church would prosecute people for talking about, you know, like trying to spread uh, scientific gospel. Yeah. And but they're all done in these animated, like Mirror's Edge style flash animated uh, cutscenes. I hate to yeah. say cutscenes, not even like scenes. Right. If it's not in a video game, it's no longer a cutscene. This is true. You know, my favorite part of Titanic is when they would cut away from the CGI ship to show the cutscenes of of Rose and Jack kissing. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. No, Cosmos. I I just brought I just mentioned put that in the show notes in case you had seen it and we could talk about it. But uh, did you ever see the original Cosmos? No. So we have really nothing to talk about. Yep. It really is a dude in a spaceship in the, the ship of the imagination, just showing, hey, look how big the galaxy is. Look how long the galaxy exists. Boy, aren't creationists stupid motherfuckers? Yeah. That's 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 Cosmos in the nutshell. Um. It's going to be – I forgot it's going to be a really lengthy show because it's going to be – You've got, got a lot of subjects to cover. Just... Well, not lengthy. There's only only going to be – only quote-unquote quote, going to be 13 episodes. But each episode is going to be an hour long. So, yeah, I guess for the next 13 weeks they're just going to be showing Cosmos, especially on Fox. I'm kind of surprised Fox is showing this shit. Yeah, that doesn't seem very foxy somehow. Kind of, I know Fox News is a different thing from Fox as a company, but still, I don't know. What else? What else? Uh, I have nothing else to discuss, Bill. Oh, so I take it this means you did not watch True Detective. No. No. Uh, when was I gonna watch True Detective? My wife's not interested in it, so it's something <laughs> I'd have to watch without her. And uh, why she's not interested? 
she's not interested in it. Really? She's she, I, I have a thing for, for noir. And she's yeah, not, that's, that's, that's yeah. why everything else aside, everything else aside, that's why I keep on pushing you towards this, because it is... Oh, watch you know, it! This shit is I some of the most noirious noir that ever noired. Even, man, it, well, no, True Detective aired last week, and, and people were in an uproar about the ending, and I thought the ending was completely fitting and... Ah, oh, fuck! It was, it was, it was, it was the whole point of noir right there at the ending, and people were just like, murr, 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 murr. Yeah. man, I people love to bitch about shit when it doesn't go their way. I was, yeah. uh, when I was playing Elder Scrolls, I was trying desperately to figure out how to mute the zone chat because it was just a bunch of entitled assholes saying, "Man, if they expect to get my money's worth, they better." Fix X, Y, or Z. This is garbage. I can't believe this crap. You realize it's like, a beta, though, right? I know. I'm like, dude, it's a beta, kiddos. And Although the game comes out in a month, that's not really a beta anymore. You really are just stress testing the multiplayer service. The whole time like I was the thinking, content's gonna change in the game. Full of bills. <laughs> People are just looking for things to talk about. So what are you doing in the Elder Scrolls? Like, what, what are your, what's your character doing right now? Uh, well, I just started a new character named Sully the Younger, who's an Imperial. He looks like Sully. I learned that trying to make Sully from Uncharted in Elder Scrolls, you wind it's up gonna making, go bad. It makes you wind up accidentally making Freddie Mercury. So, oh, <laughs> uh, he, it's like a bad thing. He's roguey, and he's currently yeah. working his way through the tutorial. Uh, meanwhile, my other character, Tobin Twiceborn, the Red Guard. I was, I had finally gotten out of the little Red Guard starter city and went on to an additional adventure, but a uh, friend of the podcast, Conley Smith, started playing, Uh-oh. so I teleported to her land, and I was fucking around in uh, Nords, where the Nords start out, and uh, adventuring with her. We had a lot of fun. This does not take place in the in the world of Skyrim, though, right? Skyrim is, it's it's in the larger world of Tamriel, so Skyrim is one of the places you can do Oh, really? So you can go back to, like, the realm of Oblivion and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that all-encompassing. Okay, yeah. that's a huge fucking game, then. Yeah, man, it's all of Tamriel. Well, I was, when I played World of Warcraft, all I ever heard was people talking about how how mammoth the World of Warcraft was, literally the World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was able to... Uh, I, I wound up going at, exploring through at least half the world of World of Warcraft and didn't felt like it was any bigger than the world of Skyrim. And so if the world of Skyrim fits into the world of Elder Scrolls, that, that's kind of nice to hear. I'm sure it's not that massive, Bill. I'm sure it's not, like, to scale. They, you know, really? they only had five. I can't imagine that they create, they put the scale of Skyrim and nested it in one-eighth of this game. That's what I'm saying. That's not That's what realistic. you were saying, because that would be a big fucking No, world. I said Skyrim is a location you can visit in this game. So really, it's just like the like you just visit someone's house in Skyrim, but you can't walk out the front door. You just you just use what's what's the Harry Potter flu 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 flu? You can just like you know, magically teleport into the, in, in, into the. Into, oh yeah, I can't uh, remember fireplace. what that's called now. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. boy, you get to see people fighting dragons out the windows, but you can't actually go outside and help them. Well, I'm in the world of Skyrim. Better go back to my home base far, far away. Yeah. I like to build, for you, it's either the same massive scale as a game that had dedicated development <laughs> creating this one world, or, like, paper pasted on this outside of a window inside a room. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it's actually two. just a picture. You know what? Actually, when you go to the world, the quote-unquote world of Skyrim, it's just a, it's an empty room with just a picture of the box art from Skyrim just hanging on the wall. <laughs> Yeah. And it just says with paint uh, with a note right next to it saying you here. You've got it, Bill. You remember this? Um, 
Oh, Christ. Well, you know, they, uh, they already made those games. Can't they just import the geometry from those worlds into the game? It's already it. built. And you can that's absolutely that. it, Bill. You solved all of their development problems. You know, it's not too late. GDC has not started yet. We could we could submit a panel before it starts tomorrow asking if we could just have a panel just telling the uh, Elder Scrolls online people that they already built those other worlds, but why don't they just put them together? I think that's an excellent idea, Bill. I think you should start writing that email right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get on that. <laughs> All right, friends, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. Woo! Show people the instructions for my Empire Strikes Back. It's no speeder model kit. Look how complicated that shit is. That's what I'm doing all weekend. I actually just got around to it. Just gluing the cockpit into into that part. Uh, you see, this is... You come here for a nerdy podcast, you get the fucking nerdy podcast. Not not like any of this introspective talking about our childhood and all the things we grew up. No, it's it's a fat guy in a basement pointing at Star Wars model kit going, that I, 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 This is what I have to do next. I have to... I have to... The guns are painted. I just have to glue the guns together and and glue them under the snow speeder so they can shoot things on the planet Hoth, where the wampas live. Welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast, everybody. You want to see my Lego toy? Yeah. Did you get a new one or is this the the wolf thing? Brenna is nothing if not enabler, and she got me the Lego uh, <gasps> the wolf beast. Aww. So good. So good. Are you close to like collecting all the wolf stuff? I now officially have all the wolf stuff. <laughs> That's it. Sort of. There's like a big robot wolf guy that I'm not as interested in, but yeah, I have all the wolf stuff I give a shit about. I've officially tapped that well. Did you beat that? Did you build that this week? What that little wolf guy? Yeah. I built it yesterday, like in it took I'm ten minutes. I'm not even trying to do that. Well, I'm just saying, like building and stuff, like you know, Lego, Lego building models or yeah. Lego whatever that can be. You know, it's nice to have time to kind of be uh, creative. Absolutely, it's very, it's very soothing and restorative to your tiny fevered brain. It's a little bit zen, even if it hurts your fingers. I think my gift for three months sobriety, maybe I'm gonna buy that goddamn Lone Ranger stagecoach, no matter how much it is. Have you figured out a way to uh, try uh, to tra- uh, track it down? Oh yeah, it's on eBay and shit. And I was just I had a, I couldn't justify paying more than MSRP for it. Yeah. Oh man, that's the. I I was going back and rewatching some of True Detective this week, and there's a whole thing about how uh, Matthew McConaughey's character is a recovering alcoholic. That I don't know if it'd be good for you to watch that or bad for for you to watch that with like having another character talking about wanting to take a drink and stuff like that. But I don't I don't really care. Here we can talk about it in the podcast actually. So yeah. let's intro back in and do the thing. Let's do it. Welcome back. We're going to talk a little Geek Week and review real quick, but during our in-between, uh, Bill touched on something I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, Bill, so you were watching True Detective? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, which is kind of like the main character of the whole show, there's a whole thread about him being a recovering alcoholic and how Ill, he's also become like a super nihilist and stuff, but like him, his struggle with addiction. Well, the other thing, part of his character is that he used to be undercover uh, working the drug circuit in Texas. Mm-hmm. And as a part of that, he had to take a shitload of drugs, and so he's still recuperating from the effects. Uh, you know, it's it's essentially fucked up his brain. He he can't quite recuperate from that. Mm-hmm. But more specifically, more immediate problem is that yeah, he's he's also a recovering alcoholic, and he's kind of uh, freaking out dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. So uh, I'm dealing with sobriety right now. I'm coming up on two months sober. I think I'm a week, a month and three weeks sober. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been interesting because the first month was super, super easy. Really? And, like, I, I would have like, I thought that that would have been the roughest, or at least no. the most immediate, like roughest spot, like where that's like, oh man, and like biologically, you'd like, oh man, I just want like some booze in me. No, it was super, super easy. And to be yeah. honest with you, the reason why I'm being so vocal about my sobriety is that I don't want to do AA. I do not want to do AA. I will if it, if it, if I have, if I'm really struggling. So yeah. right now, I'm trying to leverage my already really active shame and guilt uh, centers by making myself publicly and loud vocally accountable for this shit so you know that's why i keep talking about it but what's interesting is that um shows about alcohol like people who are recovering alcoholics don't bother me at all but there are times like for example we were watching lost girl and uh something tragic happened and a character was alone in a bar working his way through a bottle of bourbon and it was there's a moment where i was like Man, yeah, that's right. Bourbon's a really good way to totally sink into oblivion and forget about your troubles. That sounds really good about now. And like now that I'm over like the month and a half mark, now it's starting to get hard. And I was talking to my friend about this last night, and she said, "Well, you know, the first month you can kind of you can kind of you're really committed, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm I'm doing this for myself and for others and all this other stuff, and like, yeah, you're just kind of chugging along. But then once you've done it successfully and you prove it to yourself that you can, the kind of the doubt creeps in. That's like, oh, well, you know, I can just have one drink. It's not really gonna. I can. Yeah, you're proving yourself. You're like, oh yeah, I proved it. Like yeah, now I can exactly. prove myself a little bit. Yeah. Which I totally like. There was this, I was like uh, this morning. I was like, I can have a beer later. It's not a big deal. It's just beer. Like beer wasn't my problem. I'm Alcohol was my problem. Like harder alcohol was my problem. I can have a beer. And no, the point is no more booze. Period. Not just like, well, I won't be think of anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I, at least a year of sobriety is my goal, at least, and then we'll see from there. But um, uh, oh, what do you think? Well, that that it was just funny because that's that's a little bit of a theme in the Veronica Mars movie. Not literally about yeah. alcoholism, but it's about her addictive personality and backsliding. Yeah. And I love the whole point of that movie is yeah, backsliding. Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> let's I done already slid, motherfuckers. Let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> not necessarily the best life lesson in the world, but I, that's the whole point of that character is that she's not mm-hmm. somebody you should be looking up to for uh, life advice. You know? Exactly, exactly. She's not making the best decisions for herself. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I hired no, Max as her IT p- uh, person, ruined her life. I but... love that. <laughs> Spoilers for the Rocket Mars movie. God damn, we're assholes. Man, I'm not like. I just want. Oh man, I want to. I want. Are you gonna spoil any further? I will throw up Armando for free a poster of Veronica Mars with her uh, cowboy boots kicked up on her desk and her office at the end of that. Where I was like, I always thought Kirsten Bell was cute, but at the end of that, I was like, God, I would murder somebody for Kirsten Bell by the end of that movie, though. Yeah. 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 Phil, maybe I'll commission you to do that, my friend. (laughs) Should could Kirsten Bell as Veronica Mars play Robin Hood? (laughs) Sure. Everything. Yeah. All Ma- right, Mac and Veronica Mars on a horse. <laughs> All right, friends, it's time for a little Geek Week in review. Bullshit garbage. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, tr- uh, the true detective finale broke HBO Go. Uh, yeah, no, it's I guess it's the first time uh, HBO just did not uh, anticipate how many people would be watching something. And so, yeah, when the finale went live last Sunday night, uh, HBO, uh, I guess HBO Go, I don't know if it went down for everybody, but I know it went down for most of the people on my Twitter feed. And so, yeah, yeah people were pretty fucking vocal about that shit. I'll believe it. 
Which is, I mean, they've gone through like Game of Thrones minute. I mean, they they're super. Uh, ironically enough, uh, HBO Go survived the Red Wedding okay last last spring. <laughs> but it's funny they got taken down by. Uh, I guess maybe True Detective was was that pop. Maybe it was more popular than Game of Thrones, which seems like that doesn't make any sense. But well, maybe- I believe that True Detective was one of those things that you had to watch so you could talk about it. Well, I mean, not that Game yeah. of Thrones wasn't, but Game of Thrones I feel had more of a vibrant pirating community than True That's Detective. That's true too. Yeah. Well, also with I guess with True Detective it being uh, an anthology series and everyone knowing these characters aren't coming back next season, yeah, it was really like you want to find out first person like what's gonna like who's gonna live, who's gonna die. Well, there's a lot more urgency around it, up, but like it's not quite so much. Oh my God, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was kind of crazy. Oh, uh, Titanfall broke Xbox Live <laughs> on the same theme. Yeah, well, to be fair. Yeah, no, it was funny that it was not the EA servers or anything that went down. It broke Xbox Live itself. Uh, specifically, people cannot log into Xbox Live. And even uh, Microsoft put out a note saying this is not connected to Titanfall anyway. It turns out it was, but they, you know, they're they not going to come out and say Titanfall broke our servers. But yeah, Xbox Live itself broke. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny because EA went out of its way to do the whole... Um, server testing in the beta just a couple weeks ago. It turns out that worked out pretty much just fine. But yeah, but then the Xbox, Microsoft's whole half of the thing just kind of collapsed, hmm. which I don't know what that speaks to. I don't know if they just, Microsoft didn't anticipate how popular that would be, or maybe they did sell enough consoles that they did not expect that kind of traffic. Well, I don't know. Testing and go live are two very, very different things. Yeah, I know. But I feel bad for the poor Xbox IT folks. Yeah, because the whole story of the Xbox One is that it's not selling that well, but then it sold well enough to bring down this Xbox exclusive Xbox One exclusive game brought down the whole network. So yeah, who knows how that's going? Oh, did you see anything about the MPDs this week about how? I don't know if there was anything there you saw that you thought was interesting. I never read anything about the NPDs. Uh, the spoilers. I, yeah. The only time I ever hear about it is when you tell me about it, Bill. So what do you want to tell me about it? Oh no, nothing. Just that the PlayStation Four is is still beating the Xbox One and the Wii U selling like shit. I mean, there's, there's nothing interesting in there. But. Yeah. I just want something to come out for my PS4 that I can actually play. What? Are you going to buy the second Sun game? No. We talked. I have no interest in, interest in Infamous. The only... I mean, really? I have no... I didn't like the first Inf- Infamous. And I don't know. Like, I, we've talked have, about it in the past. I like how I'm the one pushing you towards buying Infamous, and I have no idea. All I know is that you're a dude and you have superpowers. That's all I know about this game. I've never played them or anything like that. We've talked about this in the past, how there's a lot in there that is the kind of game that I like. But oh, yeah, because you're just... comparing to the Saboteur. Yeah. Saboteur had titties, not, though. And I'm World just, War II. I'm just not terribly interested in it. Uh, the graphics. I've seen people posting, like, uh, GIFs and, and, and screenshots from uh, that. A lot of people were talking about this kind of actually kind of looks like maybe the first real next-gen game. Because it actually yeah. does look at least as pretty as people were kind of expecting most games would be on these consoles. Yeah. I, I got to say, the fact that it is designed from the ground up for the PS2. Four is kind of compelling to me, but yeah. Well, I guess it is one of the big first next gen games that really is just designed for yeah. It's not it's not just a cross gen game or anything. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. I I, the, I think the only PS4 games I have pre ordered right now are The Order, Watch Dogs, and Murdered Soul Suspect, and that's it. What the hell is Murdered Soul Suspect? It is a. a a crimey game where you play a detective who was killed and you're still investigating the murder even though you're an outpost. What was the game? Ghost Trick. That's the same plot from Ghost Trick. 
You could buy, you could, Annie, you could buy that for 99 cents on your iPad right now. Is all. <laughs> uh, the really exciting news for me this week was that uh, Majesco announced their Midnight City label. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a Majesco company. And uh, they are going to be publishing both Gone Home for consoles, which is really exciting. Really? Majesco, the company that put out Psychonauts? Yeah, I, have a f I, I think I saw somewhere that they're a Majesco company. I may be wrong on that. Oh, okay. But uh, any, which is, yeah, that it's funny that they did Psychonauts. But anyway, either way, Midnight City, whatever their provenance, is publishing Gone Home to consoles, and they're also doing Costume Quest 2. It's pretty exciting. But not involving the lady who created Costume Quest. Well, she's working at Pixar now. Oh, that's right. Didn't I thought she had didn't she come from Pixar? She did. She went back to Pixar. Oh, and then she was like, Oh yeah, this Tim Schafer stuff, he's won't stop touching butts. That's exactly the problem. Yeah, he's well, Tim Belcher. Well, that's the problem. Probably more the fact that this place gets robbed twice a month. She's like yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just go back to Emeryville. I will point this out. Pixar probably pays a little more than, <laughs> than double five. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm super excited about um, Gone Home to Consoles, but I'm really excited about Costume Quest 2. That was a fun as hell game. Oh, do you think they'll find... Can you talk to the Fullbright guys about making, uh, finding Annie and Foley content in Gone Home, like, an achievement? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Come what on. Foley How many achievements can you pack into that game? You can... I'm trying to think. So, Foley is Ranger Rick. Foley's Ranger Rick's yeah. handwriting. Uh, Foley helped record some of the audio. Ironically, Foley is the Foley. And our cats appear in that game. So that's there's your got home content. You can go. There should be an achievement that just called Foley Maloney. That's, or one McTumic that's only when you find the picture of the cats. Like, yeah. no one will understand. It'll just be like. Just achievo name Mofo. Oh, and the BAFTAs. Everyone was murdered to death by the BAFTAs when the statues went live and killed everyone. So because yeah, Gone Home did not win everything it was nominated for. Bill is alluding to the BAFTA, the video game BAFTAs were this week, and yeah, my our dear pals at uh, Gone at Fulbright Company won Best Debut for Gone Home. They had to get all dressed, all fancy, and fly to London. It they look so cute. There are so many cute pictures of them. I made some gifts and posted them on Tumblr. There's some cute hell, cute as hell people. I love those kids, and I'm glad for all the acclaim they get. They deserve every last bit of it. Yeah, I would assume this is gonna be the, the, their last stop on their year long victory run for gone home uh, i don't know gdc is this weekend they have so. awards at gdc yeah they're gd but they're not i've nom assumed all their nominations and stuff for last week but now they can actually go glad glad hand with everybody which has got to be no, the best part. actually yeah um so namco high will now be gone unfortunately shifty look announced this week that they are going to no longer be with us meaning that namco high will be taken offline that was that game i I, first, I thought that game had been around for a year it turns out i forgot it only launched in december and it was yeah. only it was around for just barely three months before it got canceled well to call it canceled is probably a little extreme the whole company is shifty look is no longer in existence so they, not, is shifty look owned by namco is this like yeah. a namco thing the whole idea behind shifty look was that they were going to take um properties that were less popular or less in the public eye and then build internet media around them so everything from web comics to web animation to even games like namco high yeah. kind of look at them in a different way and therefore build excitement and enthusiasm around them and perhaps even make games from them and they so found out they, yeah they so you had like the galaga game or comics and uh dig dug comics uh like all sorts of stuff like that namco and high was just one of those initiatives which is a shame because namco high was fucking hilarious 
I didn't play it. I feel bad. I better do it quick. You still can. Yeah, I'm what the. I think the game's up until like what, like May or June or something. It's not like going down immediately. They just announced that Shifty Look is going out of business, and Amco High will be taken down, uh, which is unfortunate because they were charging for extra content for Namco High, and so people are pretty pissed because this game, like I said, launched less than three months ago, and here they are shutting it down, and people are like, I spent money on this game. This isn't just, like, some random thing you're shutting, like, I invested in this. What the hell's going on? Like, do I get my money back, or... It's almost yeah. like digital property is not really owned by you. It's kind of funny. Man, I wonder how, how... I wonder what the... This... I wonder what their targets for how popular this had to be in order to keep the game and the studio from shutting down. Because, I don't know, that's 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 real. And how, how popular do you expect an online dating sim about 40-year-old arcade game characters to be? Like, like I don't know how realistic their expectations were. But like, you could have done the best thing in the world about this, about Namco well, characters. Phil, you could you could argue how successful did they expect Shifty Look to be, even yeah. if you if, even if you tap top tier internet like con like uh, celeb huge taunts to create content for you. How much excitement are you gonna generate about a, a web comic about Dig Dug? I know that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Uh, Namco High would have been much better if the principal had been Dark Souls. <laughs> or monkey. But I, all I'm saying is, it was miraculous that Shifty Look ever existed and bullied yeah. every little bit of content that they created. Very cool experiment at the least. I'm glad they they had an honest swing. And it sounds like, <coughs> <coughs> oh, oh, I'm being cursed by Dark Souls. <coughs> I need to burn this effigy. <coughs> Where's the bonfire? Uh, see, look at these hilariously topical Dark Souls jokes I'm making. Pretty good, though. Um, Pretty impressed. No, That's the kind no. of quality content people come to well, the Boy Howdy podcast for. The thing is, like, the, the, the Namco High, I guess, was limited to only uh, retro characters, so they could not have, like, the, like the, the, the one or two popular modern characters that Namco has these days, like uh, anything from Dark Souls or from, like, Enslaved, which is, that's pretty bad when you're, like... Our popular characters include this game, Enslaved, which three people bought. I don't know. I just... Uh, uh. Bill, you are such a grouch. My God. <laughs> no, well, I, I, I ran into the same thing when I was doing a bunch of freelance stuff for Hudson Soft. Mm -hmm. When they were trying to... They were looking into doing the same stuff for, uh, like, Bomberman and all their characters. Sure. Because it was another company that had, uh, like... a decent amount of goodwill towards its old retro game characters that they were trying to find a way to uh reignite interest in those characters but without any like new games coming out involving those characters or anything like that like like yeah. it's yeah i don't know and it's and like web comics don't seem to be as popular as they were in the first place as they used to be and if ah, it's 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 weird well, I would say that web comics are now more diversified. Like, you don't have people who are web comics fans. Yeah. Like, you have people who are dinosaur comics fans, or that's a terrible example. But like, we're, it's a very niche thing. Like, you don't have people who read web comics. You have people who read Diesel Sweeties. Yeah. You know, it's. I feel like there's less of a culture around the medium, and now it's like you have still. Have, it's. I guess you could say the same is true of comics in general. You have people who are fans of properties, and not so much. But yeah, not the medium. Yeah. Yeah, not someone like who's gonna be like, I love dinosaur comics. I'm gonna read Ryan North's Gallagher web comics. You know, what they should have done. They should have just taken all the money they poured into Shifty Look and the Namco High uh, project as much as I loved it, and just asked the Homestuck to make Gallagher a character in Homestuck. 
or something like oh man i don't know it's, they it's, did it's... they did make homestuck characters in uh namco high which was a huge part of the appeal oh of really yeah it was wow. one of the paid tiers sort of thing is but that was trying to entice the fans the niche fans to play the game so wow. yeah Oof. i'm sorry that that's actually even one of my one-off joke idea there's something they legitimately tried to do oh yep. fuck that sucks anyway yep. Anyway, my heart goes out to him. It's like a really neat experiment, and I wanted it to succeed. Yeah. Anyway, Oni released convention penalty cards. These are red cards and yellow cards, where the red cards reads things such as, hit the bricks, chump, and find a booth that sells manners, you wad. <laughs> and I do like yellow cards that read, your whole deal is bumming me the hell out, and this is a comic convention, not the internet. <laughs> because these are a revision of penalty cards that someone had already come up with like a year or two ago yeah but then only decided to put their own kind of like wacky spin on it um and everyone's already talking about how they're going to be printing them out and taking them to, to emerald city comic-con and stuff good old oni i think it's a terrible terrible idea i know it's one of those things where it's like i got i get the idea of empowering people to deal with harassment but I, I I bitched about this a little bit on Twitter where I think those cards would work if they didn't have the jokey text on it. Uh, because those cards, it'll say, like, stop or I'm calling security. If the card just said stop, I'm calling security. That's Do you all really you think that would be effective, Bill? Well, I don't think that's going to be effective either. But like, the, but then like sm like smothering the the what you're trying to use the card for, like some kind of wacky joke where you're trying to diffuse the tension in that situation by like hit the bricks, chump. And it's just like, you're just... People who are assholes, they don't – that, that's not, that's not going to shame them or – it's just – I don't – Bill, I don't I'm gonna, Bill, I'm going to break something to you here. I don't think these are actually designed to be used to stop well, the that's what people are, are talking about. They're going to print them out and use them. Of and course there are because it's the internet. But the whole idea <laughs> is to start this conversation. No, I mean I, I I assume that these people were serious and trying to put trying to get these used in, in comic book conventions. If that's if there are people really oh man, it's uh, uh. it's it's about creating a culture that does not put up with harassment. That's what this is. I, yeah. I promise you, Bill. It's trying to start a conversation, not actually encouraging people that if they give this joke card to a gross rando, that the rando will stop being gross. <laughs> I throw that out there. It's just I'm this this whole thing just flabbergasts me so much. I like I I have a hard time wrapping around my. It's as a joke. It's funny. No, I'm serious. I think people are gonna try to use these, and I I want to see that filmed. It's gonna well, you know somebody will film the fights that will result as a result yeah as these being used and as a result of these being used at comic book conventions. So yeah. <clears throat> I like what an optimist you are, my friend. No, but yeah, it's just like, did these, did the people who came up with these, have they ever actually been like, actually dealt with like assholes in real life? Like, what kind of fantasy world? I don't know. It's uh, like I said, I really think it's more about building I a culture a joke. rather I than actually doing it, Bill. Because <laughs> so, like, they're gonna be good people out there being forced to eat their goddamn penalty cards as a result of this. <laughs> penalty cards too. No wonder. If you're the kind of person who's going to use a penalty card in real life, you, you're just making yourself a bigger target for being fucked with. Like, it's, 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 I might as well be handing out people, like, a note saying, my mom thinks I'm a good person. Or like, you know, it's <laughs> like, uh, you <laughs> oh, look inside yourself and think if this is right. <laughs> just like, I'm just, I, I know, I, I don't want to, I, I feel bad making fun of anything that's supposed to empower people, too, even if it's not a joke, but. Oh no. We should all carry guns. 
Camposanto has announced their first game this week, Firewatch, which will be yeah. a first-person game where you are a forest ranger uh, exploring a mystery in a mysterious location, this forest location that you are stationed, and your only link to other people is a woman, uh, your director, on the other end of a walkie-talkie. Turns out it's a seductress named Greenbrier. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gone Home, the prequel. This, yeah, they're 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 secretly working with the Fulbright Company. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 interesting that um, the uh, yeah that Campo Santo is is developing the world's first person uh uh woods explorer slash talking to a sexy lady on the radio game. So for those of you uh, playing along at home, Campo Santo is the team that brought us, or at least uh, the two creative leads are the folks who were the leads for The Walking Dead Season 1, and also uh, Idle Thumbs members Sean Vonneman and uh, Jake Rudkin, joined by Chris Remo, also an Idle Thumb, who did the music for uh, uh, the uh, Gone Home game and also uh, was a writer for The Cave. So yeah. these are, and uh, Ollie Moss is doing art direction for it. It's a pretty cool uh, pedigree, and you should be paying attention. So really, this game is just uh, the parts in Halo when you're exploring uh, the forest in Halo and talking to Cortana on the radio, except there's no guns and no enemies. You could argue that Bioshock Infinite is just the part where you're wandering, or excuse me, Gone Home is just the parts of Bioshock where you're yeah, wandering sure around yeah. finding. No, a... I like the idea of taking first-person stuff and kind of taking one part of it and kind of turn it. Man, just the idea of exploring. I don't know if it's if it's going to be like a big forest. I don't, I, they haven't talked about any details, details about the game, but this it'll be interesting to see what this is, regardless of what the hell it is. Yeah. Did you I'm see the merchandise? Yeah, I love that like they a... already have merch available. Yeah, it's all I mean, that's involved. It's well, all they're simple beautiful. enough. That like you might want to buy that stuff just because it's a, like nice image rather than like 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 the forestry service shirt is just like a, like a like a thing with a tree on it. Just kind of yeah, like... I gotta get the forestry badge shirt and then get the gone home forestry mug and just go all out. I did really like the video game shirt they have that's in Mountain Dew and Doritos fonts. It's pretty good. For, uh, next time you go with the exactly. <sighs> Bill, you're all breaking up, my friends. I'm sorry, you broke up there, so I just missed the last. Yeah, you're breaking you up. We're up both too, breaking up. So we were, I was going to say, I'm leaving the podcast forever. <laughs> Done. Man, that'd be a relief. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Star Wars casting stuff. <laughs> Am I broken up again? This is the officially online. What? I'm done. Are, are, what? Am I still having technical issues? Are we still there? Hello? Hello? No, you're back now. I think we just I think we just got this uh this unsynced from each other for there for a second. Okay. I love you. I love you too, Bill. All right, and other geek Pick up news, your phone. Star Wars casting stuff. <laughs> the main dude will probably be a dude. Uh Lupita Nyingo has met with Abrams about being in the movie. Have you seen Twelve Years a Slave? Oh, this is the girl the cutie girl from Twelve Years a Slave, right? Yeah, she might be in new Star Wars. Oh, have you read? That's that. That's really the only reason I bring this up. Also, the fact that yeah, supposedly the lead for Star Wars, they're just talking to dudes, which bumps me out. Of course they were. I know, but that's why not a lady? Because it's the so daughter cool. of Han, specifically the daughter of Han and Leia is all I'm saying. 
Because it's Star Wars, Bill. I, I cannot let myself get emotionally invested in this because, like I said, I have a very specific canon in my head of what these 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 sequel movies should – or at least the first one, should, the setup for the first one should be. And anything that deviates from that, I'm just like, man, you guys are already fucking this up. You're doing it wrong. Not even my own personal opinion, but there's such a way that the Star Wars movies are – there's a formula that, like, the what the stories those are that, like – and the easiest way to mix things up would be to have a lady, and she's cool, and she's like, nah, nah, nah. Forget it, Bill. It's Star Wars. <laughs> Let it go, my friend. They're not going to take a single goddamn risk. Let's be honest. Yeah, and Dylan pointed out if they actually do hire the lady from 12 Years of a Slave, she's just going to end up playing Lando's mom anyway, because you can only have so many black people in Star Wars to begin exactly. with. Exactly. Probably... Like what They can't have more than one women's, woman speaking in Star Wars movie. Just Much saying. less a lady of color. That's the thing, yeah. Um, oh, I do hope that, you know, if if there is justice in the world, the main lead, if it is going to be a guy in the sequel trilogy, he will be captured by the son of Jabba the Hutt and then forced to wear a Slave Leia bikini for 20 minutes of one of these movies. What if it was like Tom Hardy in a Slave Leia outfit? Would that be good? It's... Sure. <laughs> For me, it's sexy Tom off. Hardy. It's Tom Hardy in a suit, Bill. I'm just saying. No, but just like dressed up with a little, little metal bikini too. Yeah. That you know, where, like the, the metal part of the crotch is barely like doesn't even touch his flesh because his boner, his penis is so big. It just kind of, it's more like putting a, uh, like a napkin on top of a loaf of bread that's way too big. In other news, <laughs> the Smurfs are already getting a reboot. <laughs> that's impossible to cover. Let, let's point out here that the Smurfs movies are getting a reboot. The last Smurfs movie came out in 2013. Yeah, and the you know the Smurf movie first the Smurf 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 the first Smurf movie. You know what? Try to say this first Smurf movie. The first Smurf movie made five hundred million dollars worldwide. The second movie. It only came out three years. It came out less than three years ago, and they're already rebooting. It's this is fantastic. I like that the the second movie only made three hundred and fifty million worldwide. So they thought we're better off rebooting the Smurfs. I liked it from that scenario. The lesson they took was, oh, let's just start over, <laughs> as opposed to just calling it. <laughs> I wonder if it was just like as much as that. It also like Neil Patrick Harris said, guys, I just can't be in this shit anymore. I got something else to do. I just I need to take a vacation. How many Smurf movies can we fucking do with this shit? Um, the upswing is that Edge. Uh, the only reason I put this in there, it really is more for the fact that like there, you have a movie franchise that is being rebooted after uh, two movies that came out with like within the last three years. Like something now with a, a reboot of less than three years is fucking wasn't crazy. It, wasn't Hank Azaria Gargamel? Yeah, I've never seen those movies, but I remember. Yeah, what's Hank Azaria? Oh yeah, I guess he's got that paycheck from The Simpsons, so he's not dying for cash right now. But <laughs> oh man. But yeah, supposedly the new the Smurfs reboot will be all CGI, actually take place in the land of the Smurfs, and Thank will be directed God. by a lady. All right. Well, you know, well, I'm just, I'm just, I mean, if if what's the cat's name? Like Clitamenstra or something? <laughs> I can't remember what Gargamel's cat is named. I, is is going to be less fuckable now? That's no longer going to be <laughs> like a photorealistic cat. If it's going to be sexier, like. Let me use my smartphone. Okay, Google. What is the name of Gargamel's cat? 
I love that it could spell Gargamel correctly. Gargamel's cat who usually is helpful in ferreting out hiding smurfs for his master. Azrael. Gargamel's. Gargamel. It worked. Azrael. I can't believe your your Star Trek phone actually knew that. That's you know, that's my, so the first thing I did when I got my smartphone was I used that voice thing as a joke to my wife. I just said, okay, Google, pornography. <laughs> but the thing is, is that it's synced to my Google profile, so now it was, like, in my search history and everything. I was like, god damn. <laughs> did it actually pull up any pictures, or did it just, like... I can't remember what it came up with, because I was immediately like, oh, wait, Christ, what have I wrought? Wait, hold on. Read the next thing. Uh, anyway, uh, the other reboot news is that Fox is reportedly trying to replace the director, cast, and script of the new Fantastic Four movie less than six months before it starts filming, which I'm sure bodes incredibly well for this amazing Fantastic Four movie. Bill, do you have any insight to add to this? Siri, pornography. <laughs> Adult retail stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she found uh, the closest uh, uh, adult video store is Fantasyland Adult Video, which is only 1.2 uh, miles away. That's your closest That's actually adult seen. retailer? Oh, I'm so sad for you. I've got an adult retailer like not even a quarter of a mile from my doorbell. You should be able to customize that stuff. So if I say pornography, it just like shows up, you know, a bunch of pictures of Christina Hendricks or something. There we go. Problem solved. Uh, let's see. Robot Chicken's Chris oh, McKay will be directing the next Lego movie. Did you not have insightful commentary for the Fantastic Four thing? I thought you were too distracted by your gag. Do you have anything to say? Oh, no. Well, this, this, well, this is the flip side of the Smurf thing, where it's more about just the ridiculousness of Hollywood, that, you know, the Smurfs thing, you have a movie series that's being rebooted after less than three years. And then, yeah, supposedly this Fantastic Four movie craziness. Which is, Fox has done this before, where um, they tried to throw together that last X-Men movie. Not, 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 not like the X-Men, but the, the, the X-Men 3 movie, like the last mainstream, like main series X-Men movie, where they threw that together in less than a year, and that turned out to be terrible. So it's weird that they haven't learned their, their lesson yet about the superhero shit. When you slapdash the superhero shit together, it never ends well. True enough. Yeah. Now they'll finally cast uh, Terry Crews as Ben Grimm. I can only hope, my friend. <laughs> be pretty yeah! Do, do, you, do you know who Terry Crews is? I do! I am familiar with Mr. Yeah. Crews. He's funny! I would, I would He's also... That. He's the bigger uh, of black Old Spice guy. <laughs> For people at home who don't know who Terry Crews is. He's also <laughs> fucking hilarious. He's a footballer. And president of the United States. Wait, where, what movie yeah, was he president in? He's fucking Hector Lozano Camacho, whatever the fuck his name is, in Idiocracy. Oh, I still have not seen Idiocracy. Oh, really? Yes. It's kind of it's it's not as good as people. It's not like well, it's fucking funny though. It's like South Park where it's funny, but you don't want to. It's it's funny, but it's in a gross way. So Sony's VR headset is supposed to be you <laughs> this week. That's a weird face to make. Yeah, so uh, what are your expectations? Okay, so what's your bet for how much it's going to cost? How many gigs of RAM is going to have? How many gigahertz? Bill, how many gigahertz you know you how think deeply that? invested I am in video game hardware. I have a lot of opinions about this. How Do you know where you can pre-order that already? <laughs> I want to pre-order it now. I don't even know what it is. 
But you know, you know what? You know, in order to make uh, for in order to make sure the Sony's uh, virtual reality headset sells, they're gonna pre they're gonna make it so you can only get it by pre-ordering it. You need to get a free copy of Shadow of the not Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, would, what's the I thing would... with the giant? With oh, the giant capper. Last Guardian. Last Guardian. Last Guardian. Oh man, Shadow of the Colossus in virtual reality though. Yeah. That'd be kind of fantastic. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know how you do all the climbing stuff, but just like, oh man, that actually from a video game environment, just to see, that would actually make a fantastic test of that stuff. Yeah, it really. Even would. if it was just like PlayStation Three quality, like remake visuals, but being in that world, oh man, that would actually be really nice. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Oof. Uh, so we have no commentary about that other than yeah, let's I hope Shadow of the Colossus is like a demo for that thing. I have no interest in VR. I just don't. I get motion sickness and I'm cheap and I can't share it with my wife. So there's nothing there. You're not supposed to you buy two of them. You attach them to the, uh -huh. to the toilet. There we go. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Solves all sorts of my problems there. <laughs> Uh, Richard Coogan, a.k.a. Captain Video, host of one of the most iconic and blatantly goofy kid shows, The 50s, died this week. Three weeks shy of his yeah. birthday. I would just say, the, the, most people, I, the only the only real reason I even I know Captain Video is because uh, that was uh, on the Honeymooners, Ed's, uh, not Ralph Crampton, but his best friend, Ed, uh, that was his favorite TV show, and he always talked about Captain Video. And there was a fucking hilarious episode where the, uh, uh, Ralph Kremden and they ha they want to buy a new TV, but they can't afford a new TV by themselves, so they put their money together and buy they buy a TV. And they share it where it's one of those things where, like, I can watch the TV on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You can yeah. watch the movie. You can watch the TV on, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And But Ed keeps on fucking things up by suddenly showing up while in the middle of Ralph Kremden watching TV. He wants to switch it to Captain Video and all this shit. But then he shows up. He's got like this big like fucking space helmet on. He likes dressed like a spaceman while watching Captain Video. Cat, so what Captain Video was? So uh, it was for some reason it was this show, this kid show where they would re they would show clips from old Hollywood westerns. But it was the the, the host was Captain Video, a, a dude on a spaceship. And this is done in the mid '50s, so it's perfect, like 1950s spaceship bullshit. For some reason, they're showing old clips from old westerns. Of course. On on this old kid show back in the '50s, and it was it was really goddamn goofy. But yeah, that's Captain Video, and that's just kind of a weird little slice of geek stuff that that guy. I can't believe a TV show host from the 1950s just died. That guy, even even if he was just 100 years old, he must have been like two years old when he was hosting that show. <laughs> That's how math works. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. What year is it? Bitches be old. 2014, Bill. Oh, he would have been like 40. Oh, man. He would have been my age when he was hosting Captain Video. Annie, should we bring back Captain Video? Should We're we turn the Boy Howdy podcast into a, a Captain Video thing where we just talk about That'd be old great. Westerns? You could, just, you could just talk through all the Westerns. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can pick the westerns and I'll just talk through them. I'll I'll provide my added, uh, guide and commentary. That sounds like something I absolutely want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Our first movie. Oh, hey, are you gonna watch? What's the St. Patty? Speaking of John Wayne. Speaking of westerns. Am I gonna watch the Quiet Man? Patty's Day. Yeah, are you gonna watch the Quiet Man? Of course, I'm gonna watch the Quiet Man. 
Very my good. Movie. I, actually, what I should do is I should have my father-in-law over. My father-in-law loves The Quiet Man. Like, I thought my mom loved The Quiet Man more than anyone else on Earth, but no, know, it's but my father-in-law. Guy. He is he is just over the moon for The Quiet Man. In fact, I, I watched The Quiet Man a bunch of times. I can't remember. What is it? So, so it's John Wayne goes crazy and beats up an Irish town? <laughs> yes. Actually, that's a pretty good summary of it. Because I know Disney beat up everyone at the pub, at least. Well, no, what happens is he's a boxer, an American yeah. boxer, who accidentally kills a man in the ring and is so racked by guilt by it that he retires and moves to the quiet Irish village where his mother was born that his mother always spoke of dreamily. Mm-hmm. So he goes back home and he moves into the um, uh, her little cottage. And I think he was like – he left they left Ireland when he was like four. So he was – Oh, so he was actually there. born there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to say so. So he goes home and the whole town knows that he's this American boxer – and uh, he he's a very quiet dude, kind of stays to himself, but he falls in love with Maureen O'Hara, who could blame him. And uh, she, he, they're going to get married, but her, her brother is very insistent that he does not want to give this man uh, Maureen O'Hara's dowry. And unless John Connery or John Connery, uh, John, uh, John Wayne fights him and John Wayne refuses. So therefore, obviously, he's a coward. He's not a man. So John Wayne has to get over his own hangups and beat the shit out of Maureen O'Hara's brother, which they do at great length. And it's adorable. So it's charming as hell. There's my that's information. Our... Well, that's our St. Patrick's uh, Day pick of the week right there. There you go. Go, go watch. Go, go. Uh, uh... Go uh, find internet, uh, Quiet Man and Internet in a Dumpster. <laughs> I think it may be on Netflix. Who's going to rent that? What place is like, oh, you know, it'd be great if you go to like uh, Movie Madness or Blockbuster. And they're like, oh, wait, we, 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 we just dusted off and broke out all 50 copies of The Quiet Man. We had waiting for St. Patty's Day. Go fuck yourself. Quiet Man's a really good movie. And actually, but I no, think that's it's bad, but like it on, on St. Patrick's Day every year or something like that. That's yeah. Usually that's my uh, Easter movie, actually. I usually watch that. Why Easter? My mom would always watch it on Easter. It was just a tradition. Yeah. Now my tradition is big gay Easter, where I have my my gay bros, Grant and Aaron, over, and we get uh, we used to get drunk and play video games. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Watch them get drunk and play video games. I don't know. You now you're just gonna stay sober and read the Bible. That's it. Exactly. I'm gonna sit chastely in the corner and uh, think prayerful thoughts while I do my rosary and they sin on the sofa. Yeah. What what, what if what if we did that? You all you actually dress like a nun, they could dress like priests and it's all kinda of like sarcastic, like having fun, hanging out. Yeah. That sounds we great. Rest. Sarcastic Easter sounds great. To me. <laughs> that sounds wonderful, Bill. Annie's big, straight, sarcastic, dry Easter. <laughs> I'd like to do being heterosexual sarcastically, also. <laughs> sure. I'll marry oh, man. Wait. Man, okay, um, I gotta say the rosary. Hold on, I can smell your penis. Gay man, it smells delicious. Oh, and then you kind of like a knowing wink, like wink, wink, we I don't actually care about penises, or at least the penis, because also you don't you're gay, so but still <laughs> we're tricking God. Um, yeah. This, I, this is a really good joke, Bill. We Where do you buy none of priest clothes? I, Bill. All right. J.K. Rowling posted the first half of a 2,400-word essay about the history of Quidditch World Cup to Pottermore this week. Second half goes live March 21st. An excerpt. 
There is, however, a mystery surrounding the tournament of 1877. The competition was undoubtedly planned, a venue chosen, the Rin Desert in Kazakhstan. Publicity materials produced, tickets sold. In August, however, the Wizarding World woke up to the fact that they had no memory whatsoever of the tournament taking place. So there's more Potter content out in the world now. Quidditch! Specifically Quidditch stuff. I'm always on board for more Quidditch garbage, my friend. Yeah. When we're when are we getting our Harry Potter encyclopedia? That's all I care about. I know, Bill. Bill, it's called the internet. <laughs> there's there's a Potterpedia out there for Did you. She shut down and murder everyone who was trying to create their own own encyclopedia because she was going to do her own, right? Wasn't that the thing? Oh, I forgot about all that. Yeah. She had Kingsley Shacklebolt show up with a shotgun and just start murdering <laughs> people in their sleep. With a double-barreled wand. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Which also, is... by the way, is the name of my Harry Potter erotica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, Bill. Little little joke for you. Hey, everybody! I'm gonna do a joke so Harry bad, Potter. but I can't. Because <laughs> Annie will never come back to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for enjoying your garbage, terrible podcast without value. Uh, as always, I'm Annie, and that was Bill. We're on Twitter at at Podcast. Boyhattypodcast.com is our website. Howdy at boyhattypodcast.com is a way to contact us. You can also use the contact form on our website. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk at you about things of no consequence a little more. Merry Christmas, guys. The light's winning. (laughs) Don't forget. (laughs) Talk to y'all later. The hidden face of the lost forgotten child The darkest need, the slowest speed But they don't reconcile These photographs mean nothing To the poison that they take Before all the moments glory The light begins to
god. Uh, so we okay. So for extra added value, we have to keep broadcasting for a couple minutes after the podcast. Yes, to all of our seven viewers who have. This endured. is the cooldown period where everyone's like, okay, performance over. We can chit chat for a little while. We can talk about like, well, no, this is where we can actually address the viewers themselves, right? Absolutely. Here, let's see. Of our seven viewers, let's have a roll call. I think Jacob and Maxwell endured. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know this, who else is out there, but thank y'all for bearing with us. This really is like the Fellowship of the Ring. There's nine people. <laughs> uh, there's seven of us, two of us. We're just looking back to make sure no one fell off the cliff while yeah. walking over Kazad Doom. <laughs> we're all going like, yeah, yeah, we made it. No one died. Yeah. Our men tried to drop some ice on our heads, but we're all cool. We're all still here. We're good. This, good I man. mean, this this after Aragorn and uh, Gandalf have spent the last two hours yelling at each other. Of course. Well, that's that's exactly what happened, right? As you and me, bro. Boy, Aragorn and Gandalf are kind of pissy with each other today. Is it, is it the, they're recording it? Even God. though we're the only ones listening and caring about this stuff? What the hell is wrong with us? We have nothing better to do with our day. They do realize we can hear them talking, right? <laughs> Dear Lord. Are uh, you still recording? Uh, I Well, we're broadcasting. I'm exporting my uh, MP3 from iTunes right now, my friend. Oh, okay. I'm going to stop recording. Um, but yeah, so what's on your agenda for the rest of the day? Um, I wanted to play some more Elder Scrolls online. <laughs> That's your answer for everything. More Elder Scrolls. Well, it, it, the beta ends tonight, motherfucker. And oh, as soon as my oh, wife I gets forgot home, about that. I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. As soon as my wife gets home, that'll be, that'll, we'll probably, like, have dinner and make eye contact with each other instead of play. Oh, good. Brian and Yasinia are still online. Hey, friends. Are they uh, going to hook up with those guys? Well, no, they just commented in the chat room. Oh, they're just, we're, uh, you know what, I'll, maybe I'll, because I'm going to be building model stuff. Maybe I'll, if you're brought, are you going to do another hangout? I don't know. I was thinking about it, maybe. But I don't So know. how's that work? You kind of do, wait, so are you, so wait, you're playing on the PC or on your MacBook? I am playing on my Mac. Yeah. Oh, so that's how, and how do you, how do you export the video to create the hangout? Uh, on Google Hangout, you just click the share screen button. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just it's that easy. It's laggy. Twitch is better f as far as broadcast goes, but yeah. I, I wanted to be able to um, talk with people. So if I do a Google Hangout, then if someone pops in, I can actually chat with folks. So I can even do that while I'm like like just looking at Reddit gifts. So I get to have a hangout like let's watch Bill watch watch animated gifts. Exactly. And just cackle and laugh. <laughs> that's an excellent use of everyone's resources. <laughs> no, that's cool. So is is the Elder Scrolls Online is that coming to consoles? It is. It's gonna come to PS4. So you're However, not gonna. So if you buy it though, you might buy it for the Mac. Or yeah, for the Mac. I, I'd buy it for Mac just because um, the PS4 and the um, uh, computer servers are separate. Okay. Which makes sense. But if I ever wanted to play with anybody on PC, I would rather do that. Also, if I ever want to play with Foley, then we both have to do computer. No, oh, okay. No, I was just gonna say because if it's on PlayStation Four, then at least you have that Twitch button. That's true. But actually, you know, I don't know with um, streaming stuff. Oh no, I was confusing it with the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you could. I could theoretically stream that way, which would be nice. But yeah, uh, yeah I'll probably just get it for back. Yeah, if, if you, I if get you it. stream some more Elder Scrolls today, play in first person. No, all for me, just for my own gratification, because I want to no. see what that looks like. I want to, well, I'll, I'll go in, if you want to pop in with me a little bit, I will do it a little bit for you, but I like looking at my dude. I just want to see you walk forward tense paces and first person, and just, okay, well, that really does look like Skyrim. Yeah, you weren't kidding about how, why, why this is not part of the podcast. 
this is Boy Howdy After Dark for our seven remaining viewers. What's that? This is Boy Howdy After Dark for our seven remaining viewers. Yeah, uh, this is the part where we should be cracking open beers or, or hooch if we were still drinking it. Boy Howdy Nights. <laughs> oh, After Dark. Oh, man. Yes. Man, this only makes, reminds me of Mac Tonight. And now I want uh, McDonald's. <laughs> okay. That's the appropriate level of okay, whatever. That's just shut up, Bill. I don't. Know, what is what is Mac tonight? Oh, you don't know what Mac tonight is? No. Mac tonight. Mac tonight. I want to see if you remember this guy at all. Oh, that guy! Yeah, that was part of McDonald's effort to try to lure people, more people into coming like, uh, not late night, but to come to McDonald's for a sit-down dinner. Wow. Like, instead of work, you worked all day, why cook dinner? Come to McDonald's, sit down, we'll help you out. So it was like this jazzy Jay Leno guy. Yeah, being all like, yeah, you remember. Wow, I remember his face. Yeah, it's kind of a horrifying grimace. He he kind of looked like the Joker if the Joker fucked the moon. <laughs> I like this. In 2007, Max Tonight was given a CGI makeover and starred in a new commercial in Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, South Africa, and the Philippines. He is no longer seen flying over Earth or a city with a piano, but instead he dances on top of a McDonald's store singing and playing the saxophone. He also has a different, slightly gruffer voice and new lyrics. All refer references to Mac the Knife have been removed. Wait a minute, it was an allusion to Mac the Knife? Why Mac tonight? Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's an oh my god! <laughs> Who thought it was a good idea to cross sell McDonald's with Mac the Knife? I I I think when that was first airing, that's what like uh, that that was some of the criticism is like that guy's may not be the most appropriate thing to like base an entire advertising campaign on. Has anyone actually paid attention to the song Mac the Knife? <laughs> it is pretty incredible. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Well. Well, Bill, you know, um, uh, Ronald McDonald, uh, has such teeth, dear. <laughs> Did you notice? And he shows them pearly whites. Did you notice? Now, this is horrifying. Did you just make that up, or are those actual lyrics? <laughs> I think those are lyrics, isn't it? Oh, the shark has... No, I know that's your lyrics, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually what he sung. Here, let me see, let me see what the back tonight lyrics were. Okay, oh, here we go. Here, let me, I'm going to assume it's to the same music, so here we oh, go. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. When the stars come out to play, babe, a twinkling show, ooh, dinner, out of sight. Yeah, the nighttime is golden light time. Big Dipper at McDonald's showtime. Smack tonight. When the clock strikes. <laughs> Half past six, babe. Time to head for Golden Lights. It's a good time for the great taste dinner at McDonald's. It's Mac tonight. Dear God. I can't believe you're able to sight read that. <laughs> Mac tonight is the only character in the McDonald's universe to not appear in the McDonald's land advertisements, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's the last person standing. He, he murdered them all, and he's the only one left. Wow, that's oh phenomenal. God.
Yeah. That's... Oh, apparently the reason why they stopped using Mac tonight is because Bobby Darren's son, Dodd Mitchell Darren, was not impressed due to the fact that he claimed that the song infringed upon his father's trademark, no shit, that this was done without prior permission and filed a lawsuit as well as an injunction. Uh, Mac tonight no longer appears in commercials in the U.S. as a result of the injunction. Oh, I didn't realize that's what it was. You had no idea about this Mac tonight. I thought that was a Louis Armstrong tune. Uh, I, well, I think, I don't, I, I don't know, maybe Bobby Darren. I know Armstrong performed it, but... Isn't it based on, like... I mean, it could pre, it could, it could pre-exist both those guys, yeah. I want to say it here, Mac the Knife. Let me read you a different Wikipedia article, Bill. Hold on a second. Mac the Knife. Uh, oh, Whoa, it's actually... Die more Tad Von Mackie? What? Yeah, it's from the Three Penny Opera. Oh, I had no idea. Apparently, uh, Bobby Darren was went number one with his version of it. Yeah, I just know the Louis Armstrong version. Uh huh. Okay. Because I was gonna bust out. I I I'd like. I'm now in possession of a shitload of uh, Louis Armstrong music if you ever want it. Which I would. Oh uh, yeah, Max the Knife was introduced to the U.S. Hit Parade by Louis Armstrong in 1956 for the song he's most closely associated with Bobby Darren, who recorded his version at Fulton Studios on West 40th Street, New York, in December oh. 1958. Huh. Well, good talk, everybody. <laughs> That's. Here, Let me send you my recording. That's what you get when you stick around for a uh, boy howdy after dark. Here, I can. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, Annie's recording. Sound that shit. Sound that shit. Oh, boom, dum, ba, dum. Well said, Billy. Oh no, Eric has learned how to booty pop. <laughs> Do a workshop. With with great power comes great booty responsibility. Have you ever tried a booty pop? I can't say that I have. My I have shelf butt, so I booty pop actually, uh, just by default. Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> I love making. I love man. Your face. There should be an iPhone app that's just like trying to make any millennium make the worst face possible. Just sadness and just despair and. Oh, Are you watching or listening to anything while playing Elder Scrolls? Uh, well, no, I'm. I have the. Um, uh, well, if you're streaming, Google. you can't do that shit. But well, yeah. I mean, theoretically, I could. But then I have my attention split three ways. Well, the funny thing, that that was kind of the funny thing about the South Park game. It was so loaded with like cutscenes and dialogue and stuff like that. I usually, when <laughs> role playing games, I'll like listen to a podcast or something while while playing. But that's dude. Every really? time you talk about that, it makes my head stop. It just head... If you're just running around grinding, it's not like you have to pay attention to the game. No, I know that is true. But you talk about doing that just in general, it breaks my fucking heart. Because it's you're you're ruining the intents of the of the. Uh... I know. I didn't realize you felt that way. We've talked about this at length on the podcast. Have we? Which podcast? Yes, we have. You know I'm talking to everyone else about like sne- uh, showing up on surprise on, on Ladylike someday, right? Oh God! Everyone else opened the idea. They they just know you're gonna st- just gonna stonewall it. I'm actually really excited because um, uh, there's uh, the author that we read most recently on Ladylike heard our podcast was really excited and is local and has agreed to be on the podcast. The lady who did the three stories? Yeah. Agree. Bill, we have a viewer um, uh, who is asking, Bill, what do you from? Wait, is that, wait, what? It says, hello, guy, I'm from Russia. 
Bill, what do you from? I think he's asking where are you from? Oh, uh, I was born in Texas and I was raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now I live in the same city as Annie Maloney, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, we're both in Oregon currently. Um, P.S. Please leave the Ukraine alone. <laughs> Bill. It's topical humor. They love that shit in Japan. Or it, not Japan. Where from Russia. now? Did you hear about that Malaysian airplane? Yeah, it's been missing for, what, a week? So it turns out it sounds like it was a failed hijacking that went wrong. Oh, dear. That's terrible. So uh, I guess something happened where uh, uh, the, the, the airplane lost compression, knocked out everyone in the plane, and the plane went automatically into autopilot and flew off course for four hours with everyone on the plane unconscious. Seriously? Until the plane ran out, ran out of gas and just crashed. No, no one knows. Huh. Uh, or they're suspecting uh, it just actually did land. Uh, it's a whole fucked up thing. That's crazy. Okay, so are you starting your hangout now? You want this just to be the hangout? You can it just can. Be- I, don't, I was just doing it while we were talking. I'm just going to hang out all day and watch. <laughs> we can just chat over Elder Scrolls. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man, what the hell? Annie, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's like brown scuds. Annie, how much radar do you have? Soundtrack. <laughs> it's really good. Cutting edge.